What is up, everybody? You are listening to the Austin Uncensored Podcast. My name is Austin Buckner, and I am joined on this episode by... Carrie Colts. And Drew Vandeck. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode and the first two test podcasts. I uh, really appreciate it. If you want to keep in touch with the podcast, uh, you can do so on our official blog, austinuncensored.tumblr.com. Also on Facebook at facebook.com slash austinuncensored. And on Twitter at uh, Austin Podcast. Once again, at Austin Podcast. Um, you guys already knew, know Carrie Colts, my fiance, and uh, Drew Van Dyke, first time podcaster, my uh, bestest of, of best friends. Well, I actually thanks, was thinking about this on my way to uh, St. Joe about what we talk about. And uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that I have absolutely no idea how we first became friends. Because <laughs> the, I think the first thing you ever said to me was, Do you want to be a, a part of my flag football team? And I despise football more than most things. So I have no idea how this uh, friendship, A, how you ever got me to join a flag football team, and B, how that friendship blossomed into this glorious bromance that it is now. Seriously, though, how did you get Austin to do a sport? Because he is famously lazy. He does not like to do anything. Well, it's a funny story, see, because I was new and trying to meet people. We were all new, I guess, because we were all freshmen. Um, so that was a stupid way to begin off the podcast. Well, that's what we talked um. about on uh, the last podcast with Bailey is like, mm-hmm. I'm in Chillicothe where everybody already knows everybody. So it's a little mm-hmm. harder to meet people. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about college, even though I really didn't enjoy most of my college years, mm-hmm. um, just because of the stigma of, of drinking and, and all that stuff. But the nice thing about college is when you come in as a freshman, mm-hmm. you have 7,500 other people uh, trying to make friends. So it's very easy to meet mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people. But mm-hmm. go on. Sure, you lived in HP, Hudson Perry? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, I didn't I know on, that. Yeah, we were both on Hudson side. Okay, so, I did not yeah. know that. First people to ever inhabit that locale. Yeah. So good times. <laughs> no, um, I, I decided I wanted to do an intramural flag football team because why the hell not? And so I went around door to door. I remember, I think I remember this is how this went. And, and I begged and pleaded for people to join mm-hmm. the team, or, or I stuck sign up sheets on their doors, basically saying, "Join my goddamn flag football team." So you're because, pretty much priming yourself to be an RA. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh we'll, we'll get to that. We'll you got the posters that. down. Oh, oh, so bad at those. Mine were so horrible looking. Um, and uh, and so I uh, I put all these around and uh, started having people kind of trickle in, you know, the door one by one. I said, you know, hey, come to. Uh, come to my uh, my dorm there and uh this uh this little scrawny brown dude comes walking up to my door here uh cleanly shaven scrawny i haven't I, heard I that say. in a long time clean hey. shaven i haven't heard that in a couple years either you know hey it's it's <laughs> they're all compliments you were a dapper young looking thank you kind of mexican looking dude but, yeah um he comes up to me and uh he says because you're a son of a bitch he says uh I I was a running back at my high school. Um, I most definitely want to play on your flag football team. And I said, oh, that's awesome. I need a running back. And you look like you have, like, the perfect stature for it and everything. You know, you're, you're somebody who will be hard to get down. That sounds fantastic. And so uh, we ended up, we got a quarterback. We got some linemen. Our RRA this year uh, was a, a, a pretty big gentleman. So he was one of our linemen. We had some pretty speedy receivers. Um, get to our first practice and uh, – I don't know what was it the first practice or was it later on down the line that you told me you'd never done like taken a snap of football yeah, in your life. I think it might have been like the second practice because everybody knew on the first practice mm-hmm. I had never played football. Here's my problem with the flag football is that I didn't know that the intramural flag football program at Northwest would feature really really good high school football players that just didn't make it 
onto a college mm-hmm. team. I thought it was going to be a bunch of people like me that had never played football before. So you lied. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, is your problem not the college, like the pseudo college players, but your lying no, ability? No, no, no. <laughs> my lying ability had nothing to do with it. Here's my problem with the flag football thing is that I thought no one else had ever played football because Drew, I, I, Drew I had never hadn't, played football. So my my thinking was, okay, Drew's never played football. I've never played football. I'm going to fool everyone into thinking that I played football in high school or that I had at least known what football was. Well, and you were a a, a cross country runner though, so so you right. were you were in you know okay shape there coming in, and plus you could kind of slightly move a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, you had me fooled about the first two point five seconds of practice, then I wanted to slap the living shit out of your face. Yeah, yeah. So I got I I was quickly moved to offensive lineman, which in flag football you just kind of stand there with your hands in front of your nuts because you can't use your hands to block. Um, so that was the I mean that was the easiest part mm-hmm. of the. Of the team, really. No offense to, like, legitimate offensive linemen <laughs> at Northwest or any other school because uh, they have a very difficult job, I'm, I'm sure. Did but, we uh, did we win a single game that year? I'm trying to remember now. Did we score a single touchdown that year? I think we scored at least once. I mean, and you have to, you have to score touchdowns won- to win. You play to win think, the game. I don't think we won a game. If we did, we won one. Fair. But, um... I was really happy. My, I had a friend. He was another uh, rapper back when I did hip-hop music freshman, sophomore year. Um, but uh, he was another MC from Kansas City, and he was on a team. He played high school football, was an amazing athlete, and he had basically just, uh, not to be racist, but uh, a, a bunch of black people on his team that were just amazing athletes. Racist. And they, yeah, and they were all like six foot four. I'm, it's not racist <laughs> if I say I like them. <laughs> it's uh, like all giant <laughs> Uh, African American, six foot four to six foot six guys who would have destroyed us. So I, I it's, it was a blessing in disguise that we didn't make the playoffs because they would have, they would have creamed us like corn. Yeah, yes, can of corn. Um, so yeah, that's how uh, that's how this whole friendship started. Yeah, hey, hey, you do you want to tell them about the song that links together our bromance? Oh, um, yeah, uh, I can't think of what it's called now. Oh, Shorty is a ten. Yeah, Shorty, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I should tip you. Hey, hey! If I fix you eggs and grits in the morning, I should tip you. Coach, right here is a ten. I should tip you. Yes, um, I think I designed the t-shirts for our yeah, team too. For, for the Hudson. Threes. I don't have that. I need a. T- I still have that shirt. Somewhere. Yeah. I mean, in fact, I wore it the other day, and I was like, Laotian. Feels good. It does. It does Feels feel good. good. Those are the only two shirts. The only two shirts I ever like math. Well, three shirts that I ever like math produced that I designed because I'm a horrible uh, <laughs> artist. Were um, there was a Connex T-shirt mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like the Connex Paint the Town Red logo, which was like my uh, uh, hometown's logo. Greenfield, Iowa has like uh, the skyline of Greenfield, which was the courthouse and the opera house and then like some small oak trees or something it looks really cool and then we flipped it so it wasn't copyright infringement and then we put the uh like connex and spray paint in mm-hmm. front of it so it looked like i was like literally painting the town red uh so there was that yes. and there was a shirt for a high school basketball player named james larson who said mm-hmm. fear the fro mm-hmm. um so we made it that means shirt. something yeah and then we and then it was uh the hudson threes mm-hmm. uh flag football t-shirt so i'm very proud of all of them I, 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 have I still have it. I still I, have yeah. that shirt. I have horrible design skills. So I, I have the Connex shirt in my dresser right now. Nice. 
I think it's in We there. should bring it out and show Dig every it. button. Never mind. <laughs> we got to oh, turn you up. Medium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do this thing where you're talking straight to me Sorry. instead of the microphone. I'm also like back here cringing because... Clayton Kershaw sucks a dick. Because he's, <laughs> he's screwing us over and Mattingly needs to take him out. And he just basically that green key. Handed, handed the Cardinals another run. Yeah. So, so they're the Kansas City Royals. Oh, they're 5-0 right now. Uh, it's really... I'm, like, getting tense over here. You know what the best part about you talking about this game is? It's that this podcast won't come out until Monday. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spo- <laughs> I'm a little late to the game, but... <laughs> We're going into extras. <laughs> um, overtime, on, can as we, we said. Can we, can we talk a second about Austin's lying skills? Because, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, because... They're on a whole other level. <laughs> um, when we first started talking... Oh, Jesus. He told me that when he was ConX, his publicist set up... A date with who was it? Sean Johnson, and they went to dinner together and went to the mall. You did talk about her a lot in college. Did you have the hots for Sean Johnson, my man? All right, here's what happened. Yes. So I had met her once. Okay. Uh, not because I and was. And then he fabricated the yeah, story. Not because head. not because I was mutually famous, but because she just happened to be in uh, Jordan Creek Mall in Des Moines the same time I was, and we like we were standing right next to each other for like. Maybe thirty seconds. It was fate. Um, yeah, it was fate. No, she's. I think she's cute. She's not bad looking. Yeah. Now that she's legal, when she was in the <laughs> Olympics, she wasn't legal. <laughs> what are you talking about? She was like fifteen, a muscular yeah, think, fifteen year old. I think he told me that on like our first date, and we were sitting at booze. He's like, "Yeah, I went on a date with Sean Johnson." I was like, "No, you didn't." And <laughs> Bye. I, I didn't say anything. I'm like. This dude's lying to me. <laughs> Let's store that but, in the back and bring that, it up later. Store that in the, the memory thing, bank. Every, okay, and I'm 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 defending myself, but I I also think that I'm telling the truth here. Is that everyone lies in the beginning of a relationship? I can't be the only one. Even if it's not, even if it's like a small lie, like there's something that you've lied about when you're trying to impress someone at the beginning. Or I think I was pretty I, truthful. I told you a, I had two lightsabers. Maybe not a lie, but definitely an exaggeration at the at the beginning. Like I, ex- I tell people I have hair. There you go. See, <laughs> like either it's like an exaggeration of of uh, something you've done or like a, a skill that you have. There's some sort of exaggeration. For example, I've told everyone. That I was on a state runner-up cross-country team. That is true. My name's on the trophy. I don't tell them that I was on the JV squad of that state runner-up team. That, I, that, that's technically not a lie. Not though. lying. I was that, on the that, team. That's not a lie. I'm and my name is you. on the trophy, so if they go to the high school and check it out, they can see that, yes, mm-hmm. I was part of that cross-country team. So, there you go. It, it's kind of like online dating, um, if anybody's ever done that before. It's like... You go on there and you look mm-hmm. at the picture. You honestly don't give a shit what they say. Right. Exactly. It's just like you look on there and you're like, you look gorgeous. I'm sure you're very interesting. Everything on an online dating site is exaggerated as oh, well. Oh, yes. Very Everything. much so. Also, the, another thing, like when I talk about uh, the my time as ConX, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say like, hey, I sold out concerts in Kansas City. I sold out concerts in like St. Joe. I sold out concerts in Lincoln. I won't tell them that they were like bars that held like 10 people. Or that you um, didn't sell out Iowa when we went that one time. Okay, that I'm was, kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> that was... Uh, that was not a good time. It was a good show, though. I, I thought that was fun. That was a great time. That was, uh, it was, it was, 
it's hard to explain. It was probably one of the best I've ever performed, mm-hmm. uh, but the crowd turnout was awful. Um, I just wasn't prepared. I had never mm-hmm. really booked my own show before mm-hmm. with the the lighting and getting the stage together, and it was a learning experience. But I really didn't know what the hell I was doing. So, um, but no, it was it was fun, and it was uh, it, there was like fifteen people there, maybe twenty mm-hmm. people there tops. Um, but it was a group of my friends, so mm-hmm. uh, it, it meant a lot to me to have even that many people come out. And I was spoiled the year before because uh, it was a town of like 1,800. Mm-hmm. So uh, you see – you go to like Lincoln, Nebraska and you play in front of those crowds and you might get 100 and – like 100 people. And that's a really, really good crowd in Lincoln, Nebraska. So for us to have like 125 people, 150 people, I expected that because I was still a young artist. I hadn't really performed too much. Um, so to come back the next year and only have like 20 people – in hindsight, in a town of 1,800, that's a really good crowd, uh, all things considered. Um, and I really didn't promote it. I was in college. I didn't come back to – wasn't able to come back and do media and, like, put it in the newspaper or anything. Uh, we really didn't do flyers. It was just kind of word of mouth. So, um, you know, it was, it was a good concert, and then we I did much bigger and, and better concerts later down the road in Lincoln, St. Joe, Kansas City. Um, got to play – I'd say it was at the Power and Light District because it was called Power and Light Grill, but mm-hmm. right outside the Power and Light District, it's this little bar. And um, I mean, they moved all the tables out of the bar for us, and like we took nice. the up the entire um, like dining room. It was it was a blast, and we we played mm-hmm. on. There's like this little balcony that has like tables and stuff set up, and we were kind of elevated, and uh, the re- everybody else was on the floor, and it was packed. It was mm-hmm. it was a ton of fun. Uh, Neverending Fear Project was there. My favorite rapper ever, Double A. I, I never got to see Neverending Fear. They're Project. they're amazing, and I think they still play music really? somewhere they're nice. they're amazing i have nothing bad to say about never any fear project that was a blast and uh maybe we can get them on the podcast that would be that'd fun be, too be but, ass, uh, yeah gary still is still one of my favorite people ever and and mm-hmm. alex autumn uh who is the rapper double a is uh is really great too so it was uh it's a good time it's always a good time uh, can you guys can you do like um people doing performances and stuff on this on this equipment i've you never have done here, i've never done like an in-studio like acoustic session or anything mm-hmm. like that um that'd we be a cool thing to try yeah man. it would be really cool to try um bailey phillips yeah oh is, she'd be yeah, well, well worth yeah, it she's she got come, a great voice she too. comes on the podcast all the time and um she can plug in her uh guitar right into the right into the mixer nice. and uh use the condenser mics that we have here so um, we might, might have to try that sometime um i would obviously have to practice it before mm-hmm. we put it up on the podcast sure. but um, how we do music podcasts or if we, if we have a musician on mm-hmm. um, like we had Monty Peck on earlier this year when mm-hmm. we did the uh, Buck and Boom's biracial broadcast bonanza podcast <laughs> um, we had Monty Peck on he was from the Hanyaks which is a band out of uh out of Austin, Texas, and now he does his own solo project in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And it was a two-hour podcast, so we would talk for 40 minutes and then uh, stop the podcast and then just import an MP3 file, nice. which is a song of his. Mm-hmm. And then we would come back and we would talk about that song that we just played, talk another 40 minutes, play That's a song, fantastic. and then talk another 40 minutes. Um, I'm actually doing that next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, two of my favorite bands ever out of the state of Iowa, mm-hmm. um, Christopher the Conquered and mm-hmm. Poison Control Center. Um, I've heard that second one. I don't think I've yeah, heard the first one. They're playing in Columbia, so mm-hmm. we're going to go interview them, uh, a band before the show, probably after mm-hmm. the show as well, and just sit down and, and uh, have some fun with them and, and get an opportunity to see their, their concert. Uh, I think it's Patrick from uh, Poison Control Center has a new band called Gloom Balloon. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so they're they're playing in Columbia at, oh, at a little like ice cream parlor or something. So it should be oh, it should be interesting. It should be fun. So nice. But uh, yeah, I I, uh, I definitely want to do like some some acoustic sets, um, and I also want to get like a like a little small PA system mm-hmm. and maybe host like an acoustic night at Boji Stone or something like that'd that. Be, in oh, Chilgothi. that'd be a great locale for that. Yeah, um, Brent from Boji Stone is amazing, and mm-hmm. 
wants to help me out in any way possible with the podcast. And mm-hmm. I think he'd be a good guest too because, oh, yeah. um, like, up until I was like 21 or 22, I, I didn't mm-hmm. listen to anything but hip hop. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, my, uh, it kind of went from hip hop to, um, like pop punk and now more like alternative. Mm-hmm. Basically, anything you hear on 96.5 The Buzz out of Kansas City, <laughs> it's what I'm into now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, Laszlo's kind of become my <laughs> my lord and savior. Uh, so, but anything that's on there. So, when you want to talk about alternative music in Chillicothe, pretty much the only person to go to is Brent. Um, I mean, this mm-hmm. is a restaurant in Chillicothe, which is more country and conservative, mm-hmm. and he's got pictures of like Pat Benatar and records mm-hmm. from The Cure, and um, talking about like buying tickets to go see the pixies and so every time i go in there i I learn something new about music from brent so he'd be a cool person to have on the podcast and um plus their twisted chicken sandwich is amazing yeah it's the best it's the best that's the first thing i ever had from there too oh it's so good yeah definitely worth getting your hands on messy with barbecue sauce for we we used to actually have uh poetry readings in there too it was fantastic yeah place for that and just just kind of had meetings for like writing groups and stuff it was a really good time yeah i'm really excited to talk to him and then um a guy who I understand was kind of your friend in Chillicothe when you were there, uh, Jason from the Salt Center. Jason Benson, how's he doing? He's, he's doing well. Uh, yeah. I need to go ta- down and talk to him because um, basically what this is, is is the same thing that I try to do with, with my journalism, my stories, my, mm-hmm. uh, which is just tell stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, as good as I, I think I am, as good as I want to be, <laughs> you're <good>. still <laughs> thank you. There's still something lost in translation when you do the interview with them and then try to transcribe it to print. Mm-hmm. So I think having Jason come in and talk for two hours about not only his story as a former addict who turned his life around and created um, a, a great resource it's, for it's people. It's a really good um, story. It really is. So to have him come in and tell that story um, with, with absolutely no chains on it whatsoever and just have him mm-hmm. – um, do that and nothing gets lost in translation it's it's his words in his own voice mm-hmm. uh, i think a podcast setting like that really is is the best place for jason to tell a story i agree um, did, did you know that he was like i think um either msnbc or cnn or something like that yeah like 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 the yeah, hero of the week to, sort of thing yeah, it was we'll awesome have to post that video on our uh Austin Uncensored podcast page because mm-hmm. it's a really good story and MSNBC did do a story on Jason and it's on the Salt Center website so yeah. we'll just have to find it and and get it but yeah he's he's amazing and mm-hmm. um, well for, to to go from what he went to I mean he was you know you know dead on the street there he he went to I think prison a couple times yeah. once or twice and he uh, you know he, uh, he the guy was down and out down on his luck and turned it all around and turned it into something positive for other people. I mean, it, yeah. it's something that he's, I think, still working day-to-day on. Yeah. Thing, well, but. and here's the thing. I felt really bad, but um, when I first got to Chillicothe, I didn't know anybody. And so mm-hmm. Jason came in to introduce himself, and he said, I'm from the Salt Center. And I didn't know what that was. I thought it was just a business, and I don't really do m- many business stories. If they say we want to do a story yeah. about a business, then I'm just like, all right, whatever. For example, a guy from St. Joe came in. And uh, it was like a cost-sharing thing for for uh, Medicare – or not Medicare, yeah. but health insurance. And he basically said like uh, Obamacare is the number one uh, thing that will cripple the most Americans. <laughs> it's it's the most detrimental to our country, uh, country's history. Sure. Um, personally, I would have went with slavery. Um, <laughs> but – he he said it's Obamacare, so I have to I have to believe him. I was going to um, say John Mayer, but that's just me. <laughs> I, you know, I really like John Mayer's like oh, first album. Goodbye, like first album, like just uh, first maybe into the second. Yeah, and then he starts the getting same, real douchey. The same thing with Maroon, <laughs> like the same thing with Maroon Five. Maroon Five songs about Jane. One of the amazing best album. albums amazing I've ever listened album. to. Anything after that, um, I'm not quite sure. I mean, what just happened. just take you by the tongue. You know. I'll show you. 
Exactly. All them moves like Jack. Yeah, right? you will. Um, but no, back to Jason. We got talking about the Salt Center. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. Um, but he's like, hey, come down, visit our, our uh, property or our – I don't know what he said. He didn't say business. He didn't say property. Um, but it made it sound like it was something different than a business. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm, I'm interested. And so I went down there and I got to see the homeless shelter and it's amazing. Really opened my mm-hmm. eyes to what he does. And so I want to be involved any way I can in the Salt Center. That and, building's really cool too. Yeah, I, it really is. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've heard the, the latest on it, but they're mm-hmm. actually starting a school – in the Salt yeah. Center. So they're not only helping people get their GEDs. They're actually helping people get their actual high school diplomas. See, I didn't, I didn't um, know So they can go on to wow. uh, post-secondary education. Um, so he's doing a lot of good things. And he, he is the one – like there's a lot of people from Chillicothe that I want to get on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But definitely uh, Jason has by mm-hmm. far I think right now the, the best story. Um, also potential podcasters would be um, Amanda McKay. Yeah, uh, bring her on. Yeah, she. Uh, when we go down to Jeff City to see her, yeah. uh, she wants to do a podcast oh, with us three. Oh, that'd be which fantastic! Because awesome, she's sassy, oh, gangster just like pants. We are. Oh, yes, she exactly. is. Exactly. And so uh, Amanda has she is the blog is called uh, myvegetariantoddler.tumblr.com. Uh, you have me to thank for getting her on Tumblr. <laughs> uh, I'll take full responsibility for that. But it's an awesome blog, and it just talks about not only her life but also her. Um, her child, who's not actually a toddler yet, in my <laughs> eyes, uh, she's a little bit young, mm-hmm. but um, just had her first birthday, I think. So, yeah, yeah, it's cute as a button. Oh, God, but yeah. um, she has a, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say it, it's a diso- disorder or what, but uh, mm-hmm. anyway, she can't, um, her body can't process protein very well, mm-hmm. uh, so she's on a mostly vegetarian uh, sort of vegan diet. Um, so there's a lot of recipes that she posts mm-hmm. and just a lot of things about her life, uh, not only her daughter but her son, her husband, just kind of life in general. It's just a it's just a regular regular blog. Um, but the coolest thing about it is the vegetarian options and mm-hmm. kind of the recipes that she posts and, and things like that. And she's a very interesting person in her own right and uh, and a journalist at the at the CT where I uh, where I work now. So yeah, works for the Secretary of State's office. Yeah, she's moving on up in the world. Yeah, dude. she's she's very cool. So <laughs> got that government to get her job. on the podcast and. Uh, that's basically what it is. Um, you know, we uh, when I started podcasting, really the the one subject that I knew more about than anything else, and maybe more about that subject than than most other people. I want to say I'm probably in the top ten percent of my knowledge about the subject, which was professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to brag about that fact, and <laughs> literally no one cares. Um, I was always pretty impressed by it. When Thank I lived you. You're not gonna lie Thank because you. we watched that thing. We, we had the splitter on the TV. Yeah. Because we we we, used, we lived together after yeah. after we met there in college. Yeah. And uh, lived together in South Complex, and uh, we ended up buying a splitter so we could watch yeah. American Idol and wrestling simultaneously. At yeah. The same that time. isn't too or, opposite or, uh, spectrum. Awesome. Or uh, <laughs> you know, if you think about it, <laughs> well, either that, yeah. or like, uh, Monday, night, Monday night Raw and, and Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that too, but um, a lot of a lot of the different things, but. Um, yeah, I we did uh, a podcast just about professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was too narrow. Uh, I just didn't find enough people in wrestling that uh, either wanted to talk. We did it mostly through Skype because mm-hmm. there was no professional wrestlers where I lived in Lincoln. Is is, is that difficult doing one of these through Skype? Um, it wasn't at first, but mm-hmm. then like for some reason, the later and later that we got, mm-hmm. uh, the more episodes we did, it seemed like like things would cut out. So sure, like yeah. I would be talking, and in the middle of a sentence, like. Uh, words would just disappear. That, that's what I'd And um, especially in the middle, like, uh, we did a one with Sean Nautilus. He's a wrestler out of um, somewhere in Iowa. Okay. He comes and wrestles at Magnum Pro in Council Bluffs. Mm-hmm. And um, big, like, six foot eight, six foot ten guy. He's a Damn. monster. And so he had a tryout with WWE, or not a tryout, but uh, 
he was an extra for WB. So like mm-hmm. what they do is they'll bring in local wrestlers uh, because they kind of know how wrestling works. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they need like a security guard backstage, or if they need someone to play like a part, sure. um, th- that'll be kind of their their thing. And so he got to go in the ring and, and wrestle around with uh, Dustin Rhodes, uh, Dustin Runnels, who plays Goldust. Oh, nice. The wrestler, and so uh, he was telling a story about that, and it was a really funny, really great story. But like half of it's lost because it got cut out. Oh. So um, I still need to practice, still need to uh, have a few test conversations on uh, Skype and, and and record it with these microphones and whatever system that person has. Nice. Um, but we do want to use the Skype interviews a lot more if they work. Sure. Uh, I obviously don't want to have a two-hour podcast and then fifteen minutes out of the two <laughs> hours uh, lost in translation. Um, we have a we have a Tumblr that AustinUncensored.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's been a lot of bands. I'll post like a song of the day. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of bands that are either like that band or or just like their music, mm-hmm. and then so they'll either reblog it or they'll they'll like it, favorite the tweet, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's a band out of uh, Melbourne, Australia that mm-hmm. I've been talking back and forth with on Tumblr and through email, mm-hmm. and I'd really like to talk to them as well. So just nice. and there's another band. Um, I actually met the guy because he was a professional wrestler in Scotland, mm-hmm. and. Um, I just really liked his, his style as a professional wrestler, and then he quit wrestling, and now he's in a band. Um, Ian Morris, he's in, uh, I think they pronounce it Kamehameha. It's actually Kamehameha. Yeah, exactly. So he's in a, like a kind of a weird hip-hop, punk rock band like out of Scotland. Of and, uh, Called Kamehameha? Yeah. And nice. so... I really want to get him on the podcast because not only is he a great musician and just has a great story because he was in mm-hmm. professional wrestling at such a young age, um, but he's also like very anti-government. And mm-hmm. so I think it would be cool to have a conversation with him and I, me yeah, being so anti-government in mm-hmm. the U.S. and him being so anti-parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would make a cool conversation. Oh, that would be fantastic. So, I'd yeah, really like to Ian's, to that. Ian's awesome. Uh, if you just... I'll have to t- uh, post a, a video of his on our, mm-hmm. on our podcast page because... He just has a lot of like crazy, crazy things to say, but he's he's cool. Nice. So um, I have a lot of ideas in mind, uh, but no, going back to what we did before the first like, I think it was ten episodes. Yeah, sorry, of, I didn't mean to get you. Oh off no, on no, a no, it's fine. There, it's fine. Our first ten episodes of the podcast um, were Buck and Boone's uh, biracial body slam hour. Mm-hmm. It's a one hour podcast, and we would talk for like twenty minutes, and then we would have like somebody come on and talk for like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then we would like wrap it up. So it'd be right around an hour, mm-hmm. and. Um, they were fun. They were a blast. Probably the the best uh, guest we had was I don't know if you heard Jerry Lawler. Do you know who that is? I it, was he the one who has the school around here? Am I thinking of something? No, different? that's Harley Race. That's Harley Race. Um, okay. But but close. Good try. It is actually. It is actually. <laughs> it's really, in the right genre. It is actually really close because Harley Race was known as the King when he went to WB, mm-hmm. and Jerry Lawler was known as the King and still is when he wrestled in AWA. So uh-huh. actually very close. Uh, see, I knew what I was talking about the yeah. whole time. Yeah. But um. Wink. Jerry Lawler was a, uh, or still is, a commentator for the WBE. Mm-hmm. And, um, he had, oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, right at, he actually wrestled and then had a heart attack when he was back at the, at the table. Mm-hmm. That was on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, the following Friday, we went towards uh, Chicago mm-hmm. for a Ring of Honor event on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We actually, kind of on a whim, stopped in Iowa City and um, watched this uh, Territory League uh, promotion, which was ran by Rikishi, a former wrestler mm-hmm. in WWE I, I as well. Him, yeah. Brian Christopher is Jerry Lawler's son. Oh, really? So uh, 
it was the first interview that anyone in the family had done about wow. um, Jerry Lawler's heart attack, well, uh, like four days after it happened. So that wow. I remember Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, four days after it happened. Mm-hmm. So uh, Brian Christopher wrestled on the show, and I got to meet Rikishi and Brian Christopher and interview them for the podcast. That's impressive. Uh, so yeah, that was it. Was a lot of fun. And then um, I feel so unworthy right now. Yeah, and then so <laughs> I, I didn't really listen to any podcasts other than um, Colt Cabana's podcast, and he's another wrestler. Mm-hmm. So of course. I, I, I do where I make a podcast which sounds very similar to the one that I was already listening to. Mm-hmm. And then once we started doing the podcast and we took a break for a while, um, Nick Rosenboom, mm-hmm. which is where you get Buck and Boom from, mm-hmm. um, he kind of went on a hiatus, uh, had some things going on. He was going through a divorce at the time. True. And so um, kind of had to step away. So we stopped the podcast for uh, about two months. Mm-hmm. And then we came back and uh, I had been listening to the You Made It Weird podcast with the comedian mm-hmm. Pete Holmes. Okay, And then um, – Joe Rogan, he's the comedian. Yeah. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian, and then he's also the commentator for UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. So I was listening to those two podcasts, and they have just a multitude of uh, a wide variety of guests. Uh, from Joe Rogan's loves science, loves the shit out of it. So he has uh, scientists on, like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, he'll have other stand-up comedians. Um, he'll have like social activists, humanitarians. He'll have a, a wide variety of guests on. So. I decided when we when we came back, we would just do a wide variety. We could talk to uh, wrestlers if they were available. We could talk mm-hmm. to musicians if they were available, mm-hmm. or anyone with a story. Um, so the first or part, me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so or basically, con your girlfriend to come up for two hours yeah, and then yeah. drive back down to Missouri, finish her flash project, and then not sleep for like two days. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Exactly. You're welcome. So um, welcome to almost married life. There was yeah, exactly. There was nine episodes of the of the BAB Four podcast, mm-hmm. which was my, the most fun I've ever had doing mm-hmm. the podcast um, so far. And it was uh, like the first episode was just me and him talking, mm-hmm. like we had, and people really liked it. They just liked hearing us talk about whatever was going on, whether it was uh, like relationships or uh, his divorce or uh, whatever I was going through. Um, and then the second podcast was uh, Sarah Arton and Marcus Benzel, and that one turned out like shit because I didn't know what I was doing. We had uh, <laughs> we had two microphones trying to record four people. It oh. turned out like shit. Um, but then the next week we did it, and it came out just fine. Uh, the next week we had Christopher Gorman on, who was mm-hmm. uh, riding his bike for uh, in, in Texas for – uh, multiple cirrhosis. Okay. And then we had Kobe Linder on, who is the uh, former drummer of Say Anything. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a fitness yeah. guru now. He's a uh, P90X, or a Beachbody coach, so like huh. P90X and, and Les Mills Combat and that kind of thing. Um, fourth episode was my friend Elisa, uh, who is a recovering alcoholic. So we, she I talked. I think that, that, that was one I, yep. I remember trying to listen to, but then... My computer does a funny thing to where it'll play half of it and then it'll say, "Hey, go fuck yourself." Yeah, and well, then shut down halfway through. I am, uh, I'm still in the process of getting the podcast on iTunes, and mm-hmm. hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it'll be on iTunes. But yeah. um, it is on Beyond Pod, so you can download the Beyond Pod app and listen to it through See, there. See, that, that that was one of the things where I uh, I was getting ready to download it, and then I was like, "It's two in the morning," yeah, and. I don't love Austin that much. Yeah, if you, I mean I do, but if you uh, I can't let people know that if you subscribe to uh, our podcast on Beyond Pod, then every time there's an episode, it'll automatically update and nice. it'll send it right to your phone, uh, nice. right, right to your app, and then you can open it up on your phone. Oh, so nice. really easy. Um, but there was that one, and then the fifth one was uh, my brother telling his story about growing I did, up I bisexual mm-hmm. in a very conservative kind of area mm-hmm. of the state or of the, of the country in the Midwest, um, and then uh, Monty Peck was on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just had a bunch of other guests. She was on a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then um, we talked to Hype Gotti, who was a professional wrestler out of Council Bluffs, um, talking about what it's like not only to be a professional wrestler, but what it's like to be on the road uh, every weekend when you're wrestling in different cities. Mm-hmm. Um, he had quite a few really crazy sexual encounters, so we talked about that. Um, <laughs> yes, the, yeah, the episode or the that episode in particular, but the p- entire podcast got uh, insanely personal, was and, it and it was mostly yes. it was mostly about our penises, and I have no idea why. Um, I need to find that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, my 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 sex life in particular, even though it was Boom talking about his genitalia, but for some reason it was my sex life that got brought into it. It seemed like more than anybody else's. I really need to um, find that one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It so. wasn't a lot about ours. It was mostly your past sex life, right? And I don't know why that needed to be brought up <laughs> in the conversation. Uh, yeah, I don't. really... I think it would have felt wholly uncomfortable if he was discussing our sex life. Well, and I don't know why that is, but it seems like I'm more comfortable talking about things that happened in the past that are mm-hmm. no longer happening uh, than, than giving out intimate details about the relationship that I'm in now. And maybe it's because I just don't want to screw up that relationship that I'm in now because something got out about it. Not that there's anything to hide. It's just there's yeah. – I mean I, I embarrass myself enough on this podcast. And I have my two best friends here to embarrass me about lying about Sean Johnson and You're flag welcome. football. So. You know – you should have lied about Sean Johnson playing flag football with you. I'd that would have been awesome. I'd believe that. That would have been awesome. Dude, she has the body for it. Right? She can take our asses out. <laughs> I have no <laughs> doubt. I would love to host a celebrity flag football game where Sean no Johnson plays quarterback. Gwen Stefani. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? She ain't no Hollywood girl. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm actually not a big fan of hers either. I'm not a fan of good music. Okay, are you not a fan of hers or like you're not a fan of No Doubt? I'm not a fan of No Doubt. I, I don't. Well, that's, that's Choose a, your words carefully. Yeah. I'm going to say pass. <laughs> uh, I'm not the biggest No Doubt fan. They're okay. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like like I really like them. Or I, I don't really like them, but I I enjoy them like the same level of like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're not my favorite band, but they're okay they're to listen there. to. Yeah, they're <laughs> just they just there. exist, and when they come on the radio, I don't turn it off. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not like a huge fan of theirs i don't know any names of their albums i just know like when the song comes on that's clearly no doubt so you know it's one of those okay you know growing up no doubt and gwen stefani was like the pinnacle of like the feminine music feminine movement in pop music yeah because gwen stefani did whatever the fuck she wanted Hey, 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 language. Do you want Drew said fuck? Sorry, I, I've already done that a few times. I'm just kidding. I've already fucked a few times <laughs> on your show. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm well, I just tried. Vulgar. The last podcast was about the... Um, Not cursing. The, well, no, it was follow-up. The, it was about the, the uh, sex scandal in Maryville. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, tr- I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I, that, that, that was one of the ones I got halfway through. So and, I tried to keep the cursing at a minimum so we could be taken seriously, but... Gotcha. We're just talking about life. So. <laughs> Seriousness. So we don't need to be serious. But, uh, yeah, there's no, no no reason not to swear. We're Americans. We can do it away we America. Want. Yeah. How's your game going? That Everyone will know the result <sighs> by Monday when this comes out. Tuesday, probably, on iTunes. It's 9-0 to zero right now. But they finally took Kershaw out. So that's good. They haven't put Ryu in. Which I'm kind of surprised. Well, didn't Ryu start the last game? Yeah. yeah. But then he went... He pitched pretty much the whole game. He like sucked, seven innings. He sucked at first, and then he got better. 
And so, I don't know. Clayton, love you, buddy, but you were sucking tonight. He's not going to get any dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-d
two different events and kind of talk to people and podcast with them in their own environment instead of bringing them into my bedroom where they might be like uncomfortable or or whatever because i'm very comfortable right now well you know what i mean like (laughs) like i'm sure you brought people in for interviews like in the in the Mm. ct office and it was awkward for them whereas Mm. if you went to their place of business or their home or whatever it was awkward for me it was very yeah um it was very uh uh, actually, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. going to post on our blog mm-hmm. as, as soon as I get internet an episode of your Drews oh, news no, review. No, no, because breaking no. Because Drews. <laughs> we need to embarrass you a little bit. Talk a little bit about what that was. <laughs> okay, so um, Rod Dixon, who was our publisher at the time, mm-hmm. um, just, just did finish up his last day. What was it today, if I remember yeah, right? Was yeah, that right? Yeah. Um, moving to Florida to be the yeah. publisher of some papers down there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he and uh, the editor at the time, uh, Kathy, came to me and said, um, we need to do a video show because our, um, our overlord company, Gatehouse Media, um, said that they need uh, – the, you have to have two videos a week. And so they said that um, one of the uh, – one of the requirements on that uh, – or one, one of the ideas they had on that not, – not a requirement. The ideas they had was do a um, – a review of the news, kind of, kind of like a, a week in review sort of thing. Sure. And uh, I, I don't know if you've, uh, you've tossed to talk to uh, Dustin Watson in Brookfield or heard from him or anything like that. He's he's the uh, the guy kind of overhead on Is the news. Is he blonde? Uh, yeah, kind of a kind – of, he wears glasses. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the one that's a giant wrestling fan as well. Yes, he is. Okay, very yeah. much so. Yeah, very I've talked to Dustin so. quite a few times just on Twitter and stuff. Austin but. knows kindred spirits. <laughs> but he, um, he actually did something like that too, um, kind of a week in review. And so um, – Decided, hey, I'm going to do uh, Drew's News Reviews. Huzzah. Um, the first episode, uh, I call it episode zero because it turned out like shit. And um, that, that's how a goat says shit. <laughs> I was going to say, we're Mr. <laughs> it's, like, it's like one of those like, speaking goats there. <laughs> what does the sheep say? Shit. what the goat says. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Um, Jeez, I, okay, I gotta stop you for a second. Yeah. Have you seen the episode of Family Guy where he has one of those and it's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but isn't there like, okay, isn't there a toy out there that's like the Morgan Freeman speaking go or whatever? That would be awesome. Be so, like Morgan Freeman impersonating all the animals. That'd be great. That'd, That'd be, be fantastic. Wonderful. I won't. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I, I no, you're no, you're fine. That's fantastic. I'm Somebody glad you brought that up. Somebody looking for that on eBay. Oh my God. Yeah. Please post a link on that if you find it, folks. <laughs> um, no, so... Um, Actually, whenever I was over at the CT, I did some sports coverage, too. Um, I worked with Paul over there some, and um, there was a weekend where he uh, Butch wasn't going to be able to go to a Chiefs game. So he said, will you go to a Chiefs game? I was like, of fucking course I will. Did you um, take pictures on the sidelines? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. It's awesome. Oh, it's it? so much fun. It's so did you get to walk fun. through the tunnel to, to did, the press, I, no, no, press box? Actually, no. I, I didn't go to the press box. I stayed on the sideline the whole time there, oh. and I had guards yell at me, and it was so much fun because yeah. they were like, don't fucking stand here. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, we'll talk about cheese out here. Uh, hey, that no, it's okay. Um, but they uh, no, there there are guidelines. I did not realize. Almost got uh, ran flat over by Russell Wilson, who is now a fantastic quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks during one of their preseason games. Kerry's uh, gotten like tackled. I've a few gotten times. tackled by a D two player. Nice. And I've almost gotten hit at Bama. So I mean, Australia. There, there is a there is a video. Um, my folks had it on their DVR. I think they might they might have erased it by now. But there is like a video of me. Like, a player comes, like, barreling at me, uh, and I, like, reach out to try to grab him and stop him. Like a boss, of course, he would rip the arms out of my sockets as he came by. They go by so fast. 
They do. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising. You're like, you're like, oh, they're just a human being. <laughs> no, they're moving at a faster velocity than I am. Yes, kneeling it's, on the ground with my science. camera and monopod, and it's just they are. 300-pound blocks of meat. <laughs> yes. Very hard meat. Yes. That's what she said. Um, yes, but we'll talk about the story after. Hard meat, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I was getting ready to go cover a Chiefs game, and I was already already kind of late on my schedule there, and that's when I was doing the first Drew's News. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that first one, I was wearing my black shirt. Um, and so I never wore a black shirt afterward because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck this shit. And uh, so I, I never got the episode done. I, I was taping it, didn't get half of it taped because we were just using that little bitty, little yeah, bitty yeah, camera yeah. that they have in there. Um, it's not even really, you know, decent quality camera, and I may have dropped it a couple times. Don't tell them I said that. Um, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's okay. But uh, no, I, I got part of it taped and was like, eh, I'll shoot for next week. I'll just, you know, we'll we'll put something up for this week. Probably just put a weather video or something up. I was really lazy when I did those. Um. And then the next week, um, because the first week I, I kind of did it semi-serious, like, oh, hey, you know, that, you know, whatever, they want me to do this. And uh, and I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you guys have ever watched stuff like uh, like the Cinema Snob or mm-hmm. um, Nostalgia Critic, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, things yes. like that. Oh, my God, I love those <laughs> so much. That was a huge thing, like our Online freshman reviews. college, or that point yeah. in college, yeah. Yeah, man, I remember we used to watch Angry Video Game Nerd quite a, a bit there. It was a like, such good stuff. And so I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this... I'm gonna have fun with it because I don't want to like be doing it every weekend. It's gonna be like, oh, I gotta do this again. And so I uh, I did the first Drew's news, and I kind of put a few little you know just random stupid jokes in there, really horrible gags. Um, one of them was something about the city budget, and I had a quarter on the table, and I picked it up and I put it in my pocket, and it did like a now you see me, now you don't, or something like I don't know. It was not a it was not a joke that really related in any way whatsoever but hey it was fun and i got to make things or something um and rod saw it the first week and apparently went what the and uh and uh kathy was kind of the same way from what i've heard um apparently andrea is the one who was like we need to do this to get like some kids to listen to the news and stuff uh, get kind of a younger generation and i was like oh, they're sure as hell not gonna watch me but okay and uh, so it went on for um it went on for 10 weeks straight after that. And then I think I had like a little month vacation where they was kind of in limbo. Um, did another five, maybe took a week off and then did like the final five. And then uh, after like the 20th episode, they basically said, we're going to go in a different direction. So it started to get like storylines to it. Like, um, <laughs> like I was, um, did you have I, a stuff on? I, I, did not have a Stefan. I did not actually. Oh, well, actually, you know what? Technically, I did. If we're if we're going by later Urkel rules, I did have multiple Drews. There were multiple Drews, and they were suave and not so suave. And one of them, I think, had a speech impediment. But that's neither here nor there. What was like your like? If I had to post mm-hmm. one, what would be like your favorite one? Um, yeah. my favorite one. There is. <laughs> There's one that's going to sound so fucking stupid. Um, there was one I did that is basically um, they were getting ready to do um, the play Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory at the high school. Nice. And so they had like like a review or they had uh, tryouts for that going on. And so I decided one of the themes for the week was going to be um, basically me recreating Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the kids going around, touching random shit. Bad things happen to them. 
Um, and I did it as Batman, uh, who was having a walkthrough of the newspaper office. Nice. And so um, it was, yeah, great greatness. <laughs> um, went around. Uh, I, I got to sing to Batman. Um, and then Batman got to sing the Babysitter's Club theme song. I think that's the one that one's in somewhere in there. Um, then, then there's a Thanksgiving episode that's kind of fun, too. I think they might be back-to-back. I'm not sure. But one of those two were my favorite. The, my favorite one is the shoot. Of course, you know, you get looks. Um and you get people come in and check on you because I did it in the break room in there. Yeah, there's like no, I don't know if there are like any lights in there anymore. No, no, there's, not. They, they, there's there a lamp. Be, yeah, and I bring people in there for interviews, and I'm just like, like, hey, there's this. I hold on, and like, I can reach over and <laughs> turn this lamp on. Yep, exactly. So they don't enjoy that too much. But. Yeah, there was actually um, an episode where I did have a serial killer chasing me into that very dark room. Yes, so, I remember that. Yeah, um, I think that might have been the one I saw, the first one I saw. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, the storyline ended up being. Basically, um, uh, nature was mad at me because um, we were taking away from newsprint, which is what his their life was made to be, was to be a newspaper in the end. And okay. so we were taking away from their livelihood, which was to someday become a newspaper. What was going to be the big twist on the show um, at the end. And um, the whole time I had like toothpicks that were attacking me and like brooms and crap because they're all made out of wood, of course, you know. Um, and so the, uh, the ending episode was the cl- kind of the cliffhanger episode was, um, Batman had decided he was going to investigate the trees and see what was going on and why this was going on. Um, because one of the people in my, um, my repertoire of people there had got the living shit beat out of him by a tree and, um, had like fallen in there and they were like, did this big old, you know, investigation into it. And he found out that it was, um, nature that was, that was trying to destroy us. Wonderful. Yeah, I am stupid. <laughs> you do this? Like, they just like, hey, free reign, do this. They they did, and then I think they found out that it started getting really out of hand. <laughs> and they were like, I don't really... it wasn't I about the really... news anymore. Yeah, it was exactly. like your own little television show. Basically. But, but there were news stories in there. They all had something to do with the news stories. Very vaguely sometimes. They were just kind of buried. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> yeah, it got to be where it would take... Um, seven hours that friday to like to shoot edit and get it uploaded because it takes a hell of a long That's time to get what I was gonna uploaded ask you because like i know what it like i know mm-hmm. what my load is i know how yeah. many stories i can take on in a week mm-hmm. i know how many videos i can produce in a week and mm-hmm. so i'm sitting there watching these and i'm like how did he ever have time to do any of this mm-hmm. but you also had another uh uh Let's see, half an hour a day or an hour and a half. Yeah, a, uh, yeah. We week, we, so we had extra time, and and I was putting in a lot of overtime that my boss didn't much care for. Yeah, it was. But the nice yeah. thing was, like, I watched those long before I ever mm-hmm. even applied for the CT. Sure. And then so it was it was nice to to kind of apply for the CT, and then in the back of my mind have this. Okay, this is a place where I can clearly have quite a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the job is a blast. It, there, there, so. are, there are great people there. It, it's yeah. probably not as free reigning. I probably ruined that for you. I apologize. It's all right. <laughs> With my attacking trees and Batman serenades. Yeah, no. Um, Dark Knight for the soul. I also, uh, no, it's nice. I, I, I just kind of, I've tried to fit in mm-hmm. uh, to, to Chillicothe as much as I can mm-hmm. uh, without losing uh, the things that make Austin, Austin, mm-hmm. which is really loud. Mm-hmm. Talk about wrestling incredibly all close. the time. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, uh, Love it. And then um, 
listen to hipster music all mm-hmm. day. So Chillicothe needs an Austin Buckner, I think. Thank you. They they need I'd somebody like, like that. So. I don't think they know that yet. I, I don't. But. I don't well, think they do. Tell Chillicothe they also need a Kerry Colts. Chillicothe, you heard it here first. You need a Kerry Colts. No, they didn't hear it here first because I've been telling them for six months and they Sorry, won't listen. Chilacothe. But uh, I, my my problem, I don't want to throw it under the bus, but my problem oh. when I first moved to Chillicothe is that I was going to find like 10,000 uh, Ashleys, mm-hmm. and that scared the shit out of 10, me. 10,000 Ashleys. Um, that scared the shit out of me. Cause, uh, is that kind of like Three's Company? Not, no, that sounds more like a Orson Welles like horror novel, oh. like Call of Cthulhu, like <laughs> Call of the Ashley. Well, my, my here's it's not my problem. I don't have a, a problem with it at all. It's just that like that's I, 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 I H.P. Lovecraft. I'm sorry, I totally the, got writers mixed up. You the, are uh, shunned from this podcast. In the the, uh, it's okay. The 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 silly thing that I I, mm-hmm. I thought was interesting about her when mm-hmm. I first met her was the fact that like. Think of every extreme that a conservative believes in. Like, Obama's going to steal our guns. Um, he is the black devil. And, um, hey, hey, hi- History arms. Channel proved that yeah. on their television series. Yeah. Just, just on that out there. So, I, yeah, good reference. <laughs> Drew, you are killing it. I never, watched, I, the, I never watched the Bible. Was it good? I actually had, didn't ever watch it. I'm just, like, like I was telling you before. My mom has it on DVD. Oh my God, yes, please bring that sometime. <laughs> I don't know why she bought it, but I think Byron bought it for her. <laughs> but, um, I, 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 I wanted to see it. It the looks The silly thing about her was, like, every really super cartoony thing that you would imagine like a conservative to be like if you made a cartoon character that was a conservative like that's exactly what that was like mm-hmm. in a mildly good looking female form she was not bad so looking you know she, what? I, 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 oh I'm sorry no is she just like the female version of like Stan Smith from American Dad yeah, well, kind of. Because he's very like, Murka, don't take my guns. I'm yeah, an FBI agent. It's, pew, just, pew, pew. It's, it's very like, it's very like. He hates his hippie daughter. And it, it's like, like, don't they all hate their daughters very, in those cartoons, it's, though? It's yeah, very kinda. cartoony. It's like, if you can't trust a teacher with a gun, you shouldn't che- te- or trust them with your kids. I think I saw that bumper sticker the other yeah, day. Yeah, right? and it was There's just a like... I think that's a, well, it's one of those Facebook... Is, do you call them bumper yeah, stickers yeah. on Facebook? Well, or? Like they're little memes or... or like yeah, well, yeah, 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 like a meme or an e-card or something e- like yeah, that. Yeah, e-cards or whatever. Snarky stuff. But it's just... it's It was so cartoony. Like, well, I, you know, I, I always got along with Ashley, okay? And I think it's because we never really talked politics. I don't really talk politics with people very well, much as is. But, Here's the things, mm-hmm. uh, the three th- conservative things that I I clash with are mm-hmm. uh, Christian is the only way, and if you don't believe in Christianity, then you're going to hell. Um, guns are the only way, and everyone should have one. And uh, gay people are an abomination. Those were the three like really super conservative, cartoon level conservative things that like she based her entire life on. And How so, dare you? Of course, we <laughs> clashed because uh, I got away from religion mm-hmm. because of my brother mm-hmm. uh, and my father. Because mm-hmm. uh, anyone who is gay or doesn't believe in another religion is a horrible person. Now, your and, um, your father is he of a different religion? Or yeah, he, yeah. Okay. So my my father is an immigrant from Laos. Yeah, so, yeah. I uh, I'm on my father's side of my first generation American. Mm-hmm. Um, so he grew up Buddhist. Okay, so very interesting. The same time that my I found out 
I didn't find out that my brother was gay really until he came out last year. Sure. But I had an idea. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, I had other gay or bisexual uh, friends as well oh, yeah. at, at that time when I was about 17 years old. When that happened is when we brought in a new pastor mm-hmm. um, who was the first pastor that was really, really mm-hmm. – um, if you're of another religion, you're going to hell. If you are, are gay or bisexual, you're going to hell. Uh, it's a sin. Mm-hmm. So it was around that same time that uh, I was meeting more gay people, be it through um, a music contests mm-hmm. around the state. Um, I'm not trying to stereotype, but most of the really great male singers uh, are gay. That's just the way it is. Uh, that's what I found anyway. Um, that's uh, racist. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's just what I thought. And then, um, and then I met my father when I was seventeen, and he was he was a Buddhist. And and really, in my very very sheltered uh, small town life, I'd really mm-hmm. never met anyone of a different religion. Mm-hmm. So it was when I was seventeen that I really decided, like, I think everything that I've learned is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, because my problem with the whole thing was that, okay. Yes, Christianity is the only way here mm-hmm. because it's what we grew up with. So, of mm-hmm. course, we think that's the, the truth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was – like I, this is a really graphic and dumb way to put it. But <laughs> I was swimming around in my father's balls for 17 years uh, before I was shot out and then nine months later born in Iowa. If, Did you say that on the phone to me? The other yeah, if too? things were much, yeah, if <laughs> he serenades you very yeah, well. Yeah. I, no, I think we were talking about the same thing if with Ashley. Were, okay. Yeah, if things were much, much different, um, it, let's say, let's go back mm-hmm. to uh, to the 1970s. Mm-hmm. If uh, Governor uh, Robert Ray wouldn't have uh, enacted the law to bring Southeast Asian people to the state of Iowa mm-hmm. after the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. uh, my father would still be in Laos. I. Sure. The way that I understand it is that we all start out as the sperm. We don't start out as the egg. So I mm. would have been with my father, not with my mother. So whatever, wherever my father went, I went to. That's how mm. I understand okay. life. That makes sense to you? Yeah, okay. So uh, I would have been with my, with my father in Laos. Mm-hmm. If I was born in Laos, good chance that I would have been a Buddhist. So with the mentality that my new pastor had, I would have been a sinner. And even though I grew up with Buddhism – because I didn't convert or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I would have been a sinner and I, I would have gone to hell, hell in air quotes, um, and I would have burned for eternity. The same thing could air happen. quotes burning yeah. for hell and eternity. I same thing. I could have been born um, Jewish. I could have been mm-hmm. born Muslim. Um, you couldn't have been born. I couldn't have been born. Oh fuck you if you weren't born. Right, right. Everyone needs a little Austin Buckner uh, in Even their life. Coffee. In Chillicothe. But that was the thing. It was like, okay, now we're not just talking about people who uh, choose uh, sinful ways. I I can Mm -hmm. get behind that. I can get behind, yeah, murderers go to hell. That makes sense. If you're an asshole. Yeah, rapists go to hell. That makes perfect sense. I'm I'm all on board. Mm -hmm. Give me a dose of Noah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was all on board with that. It made perfect sense to me. But then when you started pulling in, okay, I know gay people – it doesn't make sense for them to choose to be gay mm-hmm. because why would you choose for most of the people in this state to mm-hmm. hate you? Mm-hmm. Made no sense to me. My brother on this very podcast mm-hmm. explained the exact same thing to me. Mm-hmm. Why would I choose to be gay? My grandparents hate gay people. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to be hated by my own family? It made no mm-hmm. sense to me whatsoever. Um, so it was really my, my brother and my biological father that kind of uh, mm-hmm. got me away from 
from religion. So. Th- this would be an interesting conversation to have with uh, with Atina Roberts. Um, sure. Yeah, she she's very much into uh, because we we've had uh, debates on religion. She was actually um, raised Mormon, I think, if I remember correctly. Really. So she she knows a lot about several different religions. Uh, sure. she, she's agnostic right now, but. Um, I, I consider myself uh, an atheist. I don't really believe in any of it. I, I don't mind talking about it with people. I That's can, okay. I always considered myself a dickhead gnostic. <laughs> and what I mean by that is... I thought you were going to stop a dickhead. No, no you're like, yeah. dickhead gnostic? A dickhead agnostic. Okay. Because the way I, I feel is that... Is that um, the way that I understand it is agnostics mm-hmm. kind of acknowledge all religions as, mm-hmm. as valid. Yeah. Um, as where, as a dickhead agnostic, <laughs> I believe that you're all wrong. So mm-hmm. just, you all need to stop fighting because mm-hmm. it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think there are valid points to each religion. They they have valid oh, uh, undertones. Oh, I, I completely in, agree. In no, there but, are certain things, but then mm-hmm. there are also the things that take it way out into yeah. left mm-hmm. field. The core, the core values mm-hmm. of any religion, any, any of them, pick one. Doesn't matter. Well, the, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, treat, be nice to one another. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't, don't kill, kill anyone. Yeah. Um, be nice to your mom and dad. I yeah, mean, the core values, just like that. Um, don't you go fucking with your own neighbor's woman. Exactly. The the golden rule, <laughs> if you will. Um, most uh, religion is based on the same mm-hmm. core values. It's when you personalize it and and, and Christians Make it so individualistic. Yeah, yeah. And, and Christians mm-hmm. have Jesus, and Muslims have. Um, Allah and Muhammad mm-hmm. and, and Buddhists have obviously Buddha, um, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't a god at all, actually, a teacher. So Buddha, Buddhism actually does make the, the most sense to me in a weird, weird way. Um, <laughs> I've, I've wanted to look a little more into uh, to Buddhism just, just to see because I, I say I'm an atheist, but I'm interested mm-hmm. in what just different religions have to teach because there, there are ones out there that I, I'll admit – Wholeheartedly, I don't. I don't know much right, about. I right. don't. I can tell you all about Catholic school. Hey, I, I grew up Catholic. I've had. Oh, God, boom. You you can always tell who went to Catholic school because they're like atheists now. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Me on the nose. <laughs> you know what? K through eight. Ding ling ling ling. K through eight. Did, did did you guys have the bell the the bell that signaled you to like stand up and sit down and shit like that? Yeah, our the altar boys rang yeah. it like yeah. in morning mass. I, I was telling Atina the other day. I seriously thought that was Jesus magic making that noise. I did not think it was the altar boy. When I was a little kid, I swear to God, I thought like they hold they hold the host up, and I was like, "Did you also think you were eating zombie flesh or something like that?" No, but drinking blood. Like your parents were zombies and vampires. The older you get, the weirder it seems. Yeah, but no, I I literally thought that Jesus was sprinkling pixie dust on my bread to eat. Whenever I went up there, I'm so not Jesus even shitting you. Jesus is Peter Pan. Jesus is Peter Pan. <laughs> Who is Captain Hook? That's a good question. I would Pope say Francis. Noah because he had a boat. Pope Francis. He's he's Captain Hook. I I kind of like Pope Francis. Do you like Pope? Never mind. Not Francis Benedict. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, getting, Pope Francis. Benedict. Pope, Pope Francis, Francis is awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Pope Benedict was a was a Nazi. <laughs> he he Benedict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. You know, like, I actually did. Benedict, I can't Benedict really say much, was but. not kosher in my book. Mm-hmm. I I like I'm not Catholic anymore. Mm-hmm. But Pope John Paul the mm-hmm. second. Amazing he's guy. Broski. He was very tight. He's, he's a broski. He's a broski. <laughs> <laughs> he was. A, he was the a, holy broski. <laughs> do it. Do it the sign of the cross. <laughs> he's very holy broski, and I think Francis is going to be very holy broski. I and I like him already. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not Catholic, but I can respect mm-hmm. him because mm-hmm. he's trying to atone for all the years that mm-hmm. Benedict fucked up. Well, he's he's trying to make the religion 
work in a modern time, I, I feel think. like he's also doing a lot of PR work. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And you know what? I actually did not have much faith in uh, in Pope Francis whenever he uh, he initially came out. Um, whenever whenever he initially got picked, I well I didn't know who the guy was. Plus, I wanted the black dude to get elected pope because I wanted a black pope. Oh yeah, um, um, the I, guy from like South Africa. Yeah, or the dude, yeah from South. See, and we don't even remember their names now, which no. makes me sound like a horrible person. I just remember all oh, they but, all wear red robes and they went into like, yes. a small room and white smoke came out and then Francis was there. And then and then Dan Brown wrote a book about it. Um, yes. The power Ignore of Vinci compels you. Ignore my Nutri-Grain bar wrapper. Do you know what? I will I'm, not glad, I'm glad you're taking one of those because I'm seriously thinking I'm just going to throw everything in this vicinity because it's the top of the eighth right now and we're down 9-0 and I'm just going to throw. I won't throw so your So you're telling me there's a chance. Oh, God. If this, I'm wearing my Dodgers cap right now and it's one of the Victoria's Secret ones so it's like kind of stiffer up here. It's pretty sexual. Yes, it's, it's very nice. It's got sequins and stuff, but it doesn't rally cap well. Like my older one that my I, dad, I saw you like trying to turn it inside dad, out. I was like, what the hell are you doing? My, I have another one that my dad gave me that like I used to wear when I was mowing mm-hmm. the lawn and like he wore it for a long time. It's sweat stained. It's gross, but it's my favorite. And that rally caps really well. This does not. The sequins don't help that at all. That's fair. Is there any fruit better than blueberries? Let's be honest. Pomegranates. I'm, I'm not a big blueberry Pomegranates. Fan. Watermelon. Love water. Oh, watermelon. High five again. Boom. God. We're, we're like double teaming on the high fives over here, mofo. Didn't realize I had a black roommate. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the way you said racist just then. <laughs> it worked. My friend John West is a professional wrestler out of Iowa for 3X Wrestling. Does he like watermelon? Yeah. Okay. Big black guy. Okay, that and, racist uh, now. No, no, no. It's okay. And uh, there's a picture that was taken of him at like a festival, <sighs> outdoor festival, and True. They had like watermelon, corn dogs, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a big picture of him, like this giant slice of watermelon like, <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. Yes. And uh, I commented on it. And I was like, hey, stereotypes exist for a reason. And uh, <laughs> I was very proud. I was very proud. John West is another guy that um, I didn't even know what podcasting was until I did a class with uh, Dave Nelson. He was a professor at Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a stand-up comedian, and he hosts a podcast really? called uh, – Comedy a go go. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, check it's, it's that awesome. Out. It's very very. What, cool. what kind of classes did he? Well, you're you're about to tell what class he, he taught. He did. He was the speech coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did um, the forensics. Oh no! I I had friends who were in forensic. <laughs> friends who were in forensics. Yeah, that's he did. He was the friends coach, and then he like didn't he get like fired or something? Or he like asked was asked to tender his resignation what is it or with something. Northwest people getting fired. I don't know, but anyway. Um, He's in like uh, the Atlanta area now, which really? has a better. I just uh, find that interesting. Comedy. I uh, see. I, I knew nothing. I I've looked back recently on my time in college, and I wasn't there for very long. I, no, which three years? Yeah, three years. And and I oh, did you speed through like summer classes? And stuff? I well, I I had um, dual credit before I came. Oh, in. gotcha. A lot. So, yeah. Credit. Where did you get your dual credit from? Was it just um, through your high school, or was it through my, GRTS? Or? My my high school um, did it through NCMC, which is up oh, in Trenton, Trenton and okay. uh, and then UMKC over in Kansas City. Dope. And I say uh, I brought in like six of my English credits, but I still had nice. four years. I brought none. I brought literally none. No credits. No, I mean it was. I, I've looked back and and there there are things that I keep you know I read about university not not you know the not the sex scandal not the you know the scandal recently with the teacher who said Heisen things Rao. on Twitter Eisenhower <laughs> <laughs> he is the one that talks <laughs> he is the danger 
And uh, literally, but uh, well, and, and I, I'd never take any classes with him. I've heard those were joys. Um, they were god awful. I avoided him at all costs. Oh well, now I feel like a dick um, for bringing that up in the first place. That's okay. Um, there, there are things there that that I missed out on that because I was studying or being a lazy fuck in my room. You know, you, you look back on it and you think, you know, I should have gotten out. I should have done more of that stuff. And um, and and I didn't know like there were people like a stand up comedian who did, you know, who taught classes and things there. Um, they do uh, activities. They they I mean they always did a whole bunch of activities over you know in the station and the in the you know the you know regular the union the union right, is the one I'm right. thinking of um, the activities there and stuff like that and um, yeah I think it would have been more fun to, to do some of those and and, and I I feel like they're they're just things I mean that I wouldn't have known about regardless mm-hmm. but um, things like that always interest me when I hear that kind of stuff because. Hey, they were right there the whole time. Right. No, mm-hmm. but going back to what I was saying, uh, he was a he was a uh, teacher, and I had a social media class with him. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know what a podcast was, and he's sure. the one that taught us what what podcasting nice. was. And we had to make our own podcast, an episode of a podcast. And um, so I did one about pro wrestling. That was the mm-hmm. precursor to the Body Slam Hour. Sure. And uh, John West and I were, were good friends to start out with. So mm-hmm. um, the first ever Skype interview I did was with with John. Nice. So, uh, but I haven't really got a, a good interview with him i think it went like 10 mm-hmm. minutes or something and i'd like to get like a two-hour um two-hour podcast about him because i mean he came from chicago now he lives in des moines now he's a pro wrestler uh he was on like regional television for uh mm-hmm. des moines and in kansas city so i mean he's he's a cool guy and he's about my age and he's he's one of the best athletes in, in pro wrestling in the midwest right now so in my nice. opinion anyway um but no going back to what you're saying about college there's a lot of a lot of things that I regret about uh, college. I wish I wouldn't have focused um, so much of my time on one person. <laughs> I think we uh, all know yeah, who that is. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have gotten to know my uh, my other roommate James mm-hmm. a lot better, uh, which James I didn't. Fultz, James Fultz. He's. I, um, I actually um, I came back uh, to Northwest one time and. Um, he let me bunk over in his place nice. one time. Yeah, really, he he's a really nice guy. He really nice. Well, very very smart too. And could always, you know, I'm I'm not going to talk about him burning DVDs. I guess it's probably illegal, and I can't really talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, well, when I first went there, for some reason, I I met a lot of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of made this decision that I was going to be all about hip hop, and I was going to make a name for myself doing mm-hmm. that. And uh, I met a lot of people that I really, I. <laughs> I really wouldn't be friends with today. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, technically speaking, we um, we became friends over hip hop as well because you you brought me into your room there one time and were like, "Hey, here, here's a song I did. Let you oh, want yeah. to listen to it." You were very nervous, by the way, which strikes me as different from you because you you seemed a little bit nervous. Like, uh, listen to this, listen to this thing. I I've always been I've always been really really cocky, conceited about mm-hmm. anything else I do. Mm-hmm. Um, hip hop's that thing that like. Um, I think if I made if I made rock music, mm-hmm. if I made um, if I played a guitar, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as nervous. Um, Austin would be that guy sitting on the stairs with his acoustic guitar at parties. No, I'm guitar it's guy. not that. It's just at that party. there is um, there's such a racial so stigma fun. to hip hop. Mm-hmm. There's such a uh, I, I compare hip hop to riding a motorcycle, mm-hmm. where if you buy 
a Dodge Stratus, if you buy uh, a Plymouth Breeze, if you buy a Ford, the car, yeah, he had a Plymouth Breeze. That's why oh, I was so awesome. Say, I was like, you where buy are you, uh, left field. Why like, are you pulling these cars any, out of nowhere? Anyone could buy. Anyone could drive a Dodge Neon. Anyone could drive a Breeze. Anyone could drive a Ford Focus. Anyone could drive a um, whatever. Can they drive it like a sexy mofo? But any anyone could buy that car, and no one would say anything. Yeah. There is an image you have to have mm-hmm. if you ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. You just you just do. Uh, another uh, thing to talk to Atina Roberts about. She actually rides motorcycles. Nice, well. yeah, that's nice. pretty awesome. There's like this certain uh, uh, stigma that you're kind of like tough or a, mm-hmm. or a badass. Mm-hmm. Same with hip hop. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just make music. I had to have this uh, uh, a facade to go along with. Right, it. right. I had mm-hmm. to have like a character sure. uh, to go along with it. I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't just being uh, Austin the. Uh, Emotionally sensitive kid that, that <laughs> talked about his uh, his estranged mother uh, mm-hmm. in every song. I had to be uh, tough, and I had to be like this this badass character. And um, so, a lot of my early stuff, like before I don't know, probably like 2010, mm-hmm. um, was a lot of that, like not being me. And mm-hmm. then uh, I met this dude Double A, mm-hmm. and everything kind of changed. I actually, it's like 2008. Even before that, mm-hmm. uh, songs like "Wake Up," "Never Leave," those were more about just me being me and mm-hmm. uh, not really caring whatever. Then you got thought. very anti-establishment later on as well. Or oh, no, government was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that that whole stint was was great. But um, so there was this racial uh, kind of stigma with it, and mm-hmm. and this uh, this need to to act like a like a hard ass, mm-hmm. uh, which sure. is not me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, I think that was why I was the most nervous about anything. Mm-hmm. That I produce musically, because um, because there's such a stigma uh, to it, and I think it's a lot. I mean, I, I've never made mm-hmm. any other genre of music, but mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, it's it's much more difficult to be accepted in, in hip hop mm-hmm. than any other musical genre, sure. um, because of the the stigma and, and mm-hmm. the character that you have to kind of create your, for yourself instead of just being. Oh yeah, I'm Austin, and by the way, I play guitar. It's it's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Austin, and by the way, I have this whole fucking world called Connex <laughs> that uh, is completely different than than what Austin is uh, in real life. And then I think by like 2010, 2011, I finally got to the point where it was like, okay, Austin off stage and Austin on stage are the exact same person. They just have different names. Mm-hmm. Um, so what the uh, stuff that I was writing about uh, in the songs like Summit Bound, Government mm-hmm. Secrecy, yep. that sort of thing. That's exactly what I thought on Facebook. That's exactly what I thought in real mm-hmm. life as well. So um, it took quite a while for that to, that to all come out. But yeah, I mean, um, but no, I, when I first went to college, I met a lot of people mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be friends with now. The same people that were trying to come up with this um, like hard-ass uh, persona that mm-hmm. was kind of fake. Either that or they were, were real-life gangsters from Kansas City <laughs> and uh, not people that I wanted to hang out with uh, in any way, shape, or hey, form. They don't have an awesome beard like you do. Right, right. And so I, I slowly started building uh, a very small group of friends like freshman, sophomore year, you and uh, like Marcus, Dustin, those mm-hmm. kind of people. Sure. And then it, it was more and more as I went along as mm-hmm. I kind of figured out who I was and then mm-hmm. um, was more accepting of – other kinds of music, other kinds of people. Um, and, well, you got you got involved in journalism later on as well, too, yeah. Because because at, at first you really weren't involved in that. That's so another much. regret I had too. Is I mm-hmm. wish I would have. Uh, well, I, first I wish I wish I would know what the fuck journalism was uh, before I went to college. <laughs> sure. This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever said about journalism, and it's the fact that I thought when someone mentioned journalism. I thought journalism meant that you were the one that transcribed peer-reviewed journals for like scientists and shit. Okay. I thought that's what you did. Nice. 
like I was like a like a scientist stenographer. Like I thought that's what <laughs> journalism was. Nice. I had no like if you would have told me a reporter, uh-huh. that makes there sense. There we go. Yeah, reporting. Got it. Makes sense. Two didn't two didn't have a connection yeah, there. I work for a newspaper, I work for a <laughs> radio station, I work for a TV station. Makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Sure. I had no idea what journalism was. Um I actually went from accounting to English mm-hmm. to journalism. And it was because my English professor said that I would make uh, I would write better uh stories. I would mm-hmm. write better uh articles, uh journalism stories. Sure. Um so I had no idea what journalism was until mm-hmm. like my sophomore year. Uh mm-hmm. I wish I would have known because my first semester freshman year, I kind of fucked off a lot. It was uh, well, it was you 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 getting into college? Yeah, right? it was me. Um, it was me trying out the the stereotypical college shit. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of frat parties. It was a lot of getting drunk almost every weekend. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of um, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of late nights with uh, my girlfriend, and then a lot of late nights with other girls that weren't my girlfriend. Um, hey, yeah, that that semester was not fun um so yeah there was that and then uh yeah so i I experienced all that and then i decided that that wasn't me i decided very Mm -hmm. quickly that that wasn't me and then Mm -hmm. i slowly started building this friendship of Mm -hmm. um people who uh either they weren't gonna get me drunk uh Mm -hmm. weren't gonna get me arrested and uh, um, I'll still get you drunk and arrested, don't you? The, <laughs> there's still tomorrow. <laughs> Your wedding night. <laughs> oh God, well, don't you don't don't oh. you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Shake it, bye. Don't get Carrie arrested again. Um, oh, hey, hey, we'll talk about that later. Okay, but uh, <laughs> we got a list of things to talk about. <laughs> no, there, um, well, true yeah, swap it, stories it, on it, I just regret the fact that it took me so long to figure out who the fuck I was in I college because yeah. uh, I wasted a lot of time with people that that weren't good with me and that well and and maybe, maybe that's part of the process though to but finding I, out who you are. Am is, I the only one who came into college knowing who I already was and wanted to? You're a to weirdo, Kiri. Because <laughs> like my first weekend on campus, I was already involved in Tower Yearbook and I already mm-hmm. liked the music that I liked. Like I liked hip. I didn't like hip hop. I, I don't know why I just almost said that, but I liked punk rock and I liked <laughs> bluegrass and I loved mm-hmm. the Avid Brothers and I loved all that different mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I just kind of came into college with who I was. I wasn't going to change for anybody. I already had red hair. I mean, I already was I myself. I thought it was funny that you really like don't like hip hop at all. But I found Childish Gambino. No, 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 no. Oh my god, love no, Childish Gambino. No, it was more so selfish much. than that. It's the fact that you are now engaged to someone who, at the time, was in the climax of his hip hop career. Plus, he went on a date with Sean Johnson. And went on a date with Sean. There's Johnson. that. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, like, I'm not trying to diss you guys, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like I had it figured out in college. I, like, I, and I a didn't. lot, and no, like, I know a lot. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kind of the um, yeti in the room for this. I guess I'm the abnormality, <laughs> <laughs> not Chewbacca. <laughs> but like, because I knew, Space yeti. I knew what I wanted to do, and I knew who I was, and like, yeah, g- I didn't. Like in college, I, I just know. grew more into myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just. I knew who I was, but then, like, college gave me that opportunity to blossom even further. Like, Well, here's the thing. You knew you wanted to do journalism because you had... um, An amazing high... Well, not an amazing high school yearbook, but an adequate one that I had a huge part in. I mean, you had a a way, uh, an avenue into journalism that I didn't have in high school. Um, That's why I didn't know what it was. When I first went to college, when I went to, like, uh, SOAR week or whatever, Student Mm -hmm. Orientation and Registration Week... Um, I'm proud of you for remembering that of the initials on that, dude. Damn. I didn't realize that until I kind of put it together. I just kind of <laughs> made up initials, and I was like, hey, 
I bet that's what that meant. Um, so I just kind of guessed. But um, well done, young buck. When I first started college, when I went to SOAR Week, um, I was going to be an accountant because that's mm-hmm. what my grandfather did. Yeah, I remember um, that. I remember. I, that. I could be making twice, almost three times as much money in a year uh, if I would have if I would have stayed with accounting and took over my grandfather's business and all of his clients. Um, and then I decided very quickly that I didn't want to stay in Greenfield, Iowa, and I kind of wanted to blaze my own path. And uh, I'm still in the process of figuring out if that was the right decision. Sure. Uh, who knows? Well, I mean, like, I love journalism and I love photography and that's, like, my mm-hmm. number one thing. But I'm working at a hospital right now mm-hmm. and I see these nurses who are making much more than I am and all mm-hmm. these doctors who are making much more than I am. And I'm thinking... I'm going into profession where I'm making peanuts, where I could have went to community college and then maybe gotten my bachelor's of nursing mm-hmm. and been making so much more. Why didn't I go to the, into the medical field? <laughs> like, but I think it, there's something there's like you wanted to blaze your own trail. There's a distinction between mm-hmm. doing what you think you should do and doing what you mm-hmm. want to do. Yeah, I don't know. Like we talked about this on uh, like the second test podcast uh, in this very room. Um, where the studio apartment yeah everybody was talking about like um you know like when you start college your freshman year mm-hmm. um you're you're very like uh wide-eyed and, and and bushy-tailed and uh you're ready to fucking take on the world mm-hmm. and you want to be uh like the best you can possibly be and that's great like if you want to be an accountant you have you have this mindset that you're going to be the best accountant ever and you're going to just take over the world I had the same thing. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, now that I know what journalism is, that's what I want to do for the rest of my mm-hmm. life, and I'm going to be this world-famous journalist. And then, like, that's your first semester freshman year. Your last semester senior year, you're like, oh, um, I guess I'm going to be a journalist now. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I guess I got to look for a job in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's this weird, uh, like, four-year uh, downslope where you're at this all-time high where you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm – Independent and I'm awesome and this is gonna be the shit. And then you like get out of college and you're like, oh shit, reality's terrible. See, I didn't have that until I graduated because I was still riding the high of being photo editor and climbing the ladder to being mm-hmm. editor in chief and yeah. that being the culmination. Every, like every and then taking that downslide once I figured out how hard it is. To every get a job. journalism class, every journalism professor is like, you do journalism because you love it, not because you want to get paid. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever, yeah, bring it on. I love journalism. Fuck money. Who cares? And then I actually get out in the real world and I got to pay bills and shit and like $48,000 <laughs> worth of student loans. And I'm like, yeah, um, maybe I should have got the job that paid more mm-hmm. instead of uh, starting at a 40 hour a week job at $11 an hour and then getting my pay cut three months in. Um, yeah. You know, but whatever. Uh, I, there, I, there's this harsh reality that I've had to go through over the last uh, two years mm-hmm. where the more that I like the job, the less mm-hmm. I get paid for it. Mm-hmm. For example, the radio station we were talking about mm-hmm. where I worked crazy hours. Yeah. $25,000 a year, salary was awesome. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing I hated about it was it was salary, mm-hmm. so they could work me like a workhorse and yep. they would pay me the exact same. I'd get the same paycheck every every yep. two weeks. Um, then I moved to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and I worked in a call center. Mm-hmm. And I liked the job a little bit more, got mm-hmm. paid a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And then I come here, and I love my job, and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world, and I'm getting paid less than I did in the call center. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, there's this, there's this give and take, but uh, yeah, I it really feels really, like it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I really really want to work in in uh, Moberly, and the only reason yeah. I say that is because um, 
there's other liberal, liberals <laughs> in Moberly, whereas, like, everybody else in Chillicothe's like, fuck yeah, guns! Woo! You know, it, <laughs> the funny thing is, you say that, and, and Moberly actually used to be a very um, liberal front in Missouri. It was like the, the, the Democratic stalwart nice. at the top of the state. Um, r- recently... It's shifted to where it's more. No, it's more middling. It can it, no. The entire town can be mm-hmm. guns and beer. I uh-huh. don't care. But the newsroom itself, sure, is you and Atina. Oh, well, you didn't and, specify the newsroom. Oh no, no. Oh, I, yeah. I, I just want to work there. So I can hang uh-huh. out with you guys all day. Well, I we want to hang out with you too, man. Yeah, that would be, it'd be it'd fantastic. Be great. I think the next like vacation days I take off, I'm just going to come and stay with you for a while, dude. Yeah, and, uh, go for you it. You and Atina and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. podcast and you, hang you get out. to stay in my in my prison shower. <laughs> I have to stay in the shower? I'm, I'm sorry. That's really all the room I have. My cat takes up the rest of the space. <laughs> you have a cat? I do have a cat. Oh, yeah. oh Austin's going to die. Oh, yeah. oh, are you allergic? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'll just bring well, Adder- or, uh I help him say Adderall. Uh, I'll bring- <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I'll bring- cats! I'll bring uh, 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 Benadryl. EpiPen. I'll stab you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, because I love you so much. Please send me a picture of that. Just like <laughs> just like his forehead. Stuck in his head. <laughs> sorry, I broke your fiance. <laughs> You're just kind of like laying on the floor. Oh, shit. Sorry. Hit your computer. Now you're good. No, but going back to the job front, mm-hmm. like, I applied for an internship the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, not the other day, but more yeah. like at the beginning of the month because the Lincoln Journal Star, which is the paper I grew up yeah. reading, they have a photo internship and it's oh paid. God, that'd be badass, it's fo- It's 40 hours a week paid internship. Oh, that'd be fantastic. And I applied and I haven't heard anything. Of course, the internship doesn't start till January. Mm-hmm. But last night I got ballsy and I couldn't sleep and I have a blog <laughs> and I wrote an open letter mm-hmm. to the Journal Star and to. <laughs> <laughs> to Ted Kirk. So I hope that he doesn't read it, but then I hope he does because I explain like why I want this because mm-hmm. I'm not a college student anymore. I'm not bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and think I can mm-hmm. get everything. I know how hard it is and sure. I want this so bad. Like, I need this mm-hmm. basically to survive. Sure. And so like, I kind of hope he reads it or like they find mm-hmm. the tag in like Lincoln Journal Star, <laughs> like they search it themselves sure. sometime. But like, that's how desperate I am. Like, I moved mm-hmm. down to St. Joseph here, where we are right now, mm-hmm. for a job that didn't pan out, and now I'm having to move back home, mm-hmm. which is presenting itself to be a better opportunity mm-hmm. than it I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But then, like, also the kind of fears that come with it, like, mm-hmm. they don't teach you that in college. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. get a job. Like, here's, like, your exit interview and everything. Like, that, they, that they, don't, they yeah. don't really say, like, hey – it's going to take you six to eight months to actually find a job, and god damn it. I was going to eat that Nutrigram bar. You blew it! You blew it! Yeah, the Dodgers just lost 9-0, to zero, which you guys will know by now on Monday. She's real mad. <laughs> just a little bit. You had all the potential was... in the world. Clayton, you fucked us over! I'm sitting right in front of her. She's throwing things and like whizzing by my head. Let me go get my hat. Exponential speed. And your nutrient bar. I believe in the Dodgers. My fiance, everyone. I'm sorry I threw it. It's like it's like granola now. Yeah. I have more if you want. So anyway, sorry um, for my outburst. <laughs> But, I, but now they're either going to play Boston. They're probably going to play Boston. I hope the Cardinals are probably going to play Boston because the Tigers. They're not. I mean, yay them for making it, but they're probably not going to make it past tomorrow. So, can you do me a huge favor and uh, never fucking do that again when my <laughs> microphones are on? 
Sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. How's that? You're welcome. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do agree with you on the they, – they need to prepare people better, um, especially with the – um, with the job market like it is currently, mm-hmm. um, the economy like it is currently, it may show slight upswings and whatnot. But there are um, – may- maybe they need to, as part of your, your senior exit course, um, bring you back down to reality on that sort of thing because job- yeah. jobs don't come out of nowhere. I, I worked for – uh, about uh, about three or four months after I got out of college, um, just just kept working on at a at a Westlake Ace Hardware store um, as as a sales associate there. A job I was horrible at. Now that's very Mr. Ed. Oh, <laughs> so put some peanut butter on my lips. Um, or Sean Connery. <laughs> well, Mr. Ed and Sean Connery had a child together, and it was Indiana Jones. Um, he's in the third movie. What are you talking about? Um, but uh but no, no like th- prepare you for that like yeah. I, mean, it, I i don't they don't need to coddle us no because no, that's no. kind of what they do for four years mm-hmm. it's more of hey here's how to deal with all those rejection letters because they come because they come mm-hmm. or they don't come at all yeah and you never hear back from people 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 don't know that they need to and, and this was something um whenever i started in Moberly, we have some people there who work um you know back in um Back back in like getting getting the papers ready back in uh, circulation and stuff like that, um, who who are trying to get you know better jobs because you know just having a paper out is not going to pay the bills all the time. So they um, they you know they'll come in there and they'll you know they'll ask for help on applications and stuff and you know be like hey when do I need to get a hold of somebody on this kind of stuff and they they don't teach that no nope, nobody teaches that anywhere and it needs to be something that maybe needs to be more readily focused on is. You know what? Here's a dose of reality. Sometimes it's not going to work out, but you need to have your bases cleared. Well, your bases loaded. You probably don't want to have them cleared because then you're just going to have home runs. You know, solo. It's just one shot. Nope. It's a mess. Man. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. Um, my uh, my problem about the whole college system, mm-hmm. um, and I'll call out Northwest on this, is that when you apply for Northwest or you go for a college visit, mm-hmm. uh, they'll take you by the cafeteria and they'll be like, yeah, this is brand new and we have an awesome cafeteria and uh, our football team is just the shit. We have a really mm-hmm. great football team. Um, but the things they should be talking about that don't really get brought up. Um, placement. Yeah. Uh, j- the percentage of, of career placement um, and, and that sort of thing. What they're going to do for you once you graduate. Mm-hmm. Um I think there needs to be uh, a stronger um, connection with the alumni and, and, and what can you do for me now that I, I, I did pay your university $50,000. It wasn't just you, to watch a football yeah, game. Yeah, what can you, you know, do for me now? And, uh, and, and, and I say unfortunately because I went to a university, but um, fortunate for the people that go there, um, I think – Honestly, tech schools are better at, at staying in contact mm-hmm. with their with their students, yeah. um, and maybe I'm just I'm just biased because no, no, uh, we have one of the best, uh, in my opinion, one of the best tech schools uh, in the area in, in Grand River Technical School in, in not only job placement mm-hmm. um, but what they do to to stay in contact with their alumni and mm-hmm. make sure that they are getting um, whatever they want next, whether that be job placement, which they're at like 95%. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Fantastic. Um, or if they want to go on, on to like a, a, a four-year university, mm-hmm. uh, they help them with that, I think, mm-hmm. more so uh, than you than you see at most universities. Um, and, and they and they give you a trade to something where right, right when you get out of there, yeah. you have a skill that you can put forth, yep. whereas um, – 
you know, you get into um, the working world outside of like a technical uh, technical uh, sort of job, and they're looking for you know experience and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes you have to grow into these positions. You get into something like a technical uh, technical job, say like like in a um, in a mechanic shop or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. You already have the skills for that. You've already done it. You've already had hands on over at Grand River Tech. You rebuild cars. You build houses there. That's part of your classwork. You have to actually do these things. Yeah. So you have the experience. It's just you know you got to find somebody and say I have that experience. To a certain extent, maybe that that sort of thing saturates the market, but it saturates it with people who know what the hell they're doing. Right, mm-hmm. and, and that's my problem. And, and it might just be the profession that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many newspapers that I would love mm-hmm. to work at. So many. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, radio stations whatever uh news entities that i'd love to work at but then the first thing on there is uh you know four to six years experience yes. and it's, it's like how weird... am i supposed to get experience if you don't give yes. me exactly it's this weird revolving door of like okay you want me to work this many years in the industry but i need a way to get into into the, the industry into mm-hmm. the industry mm-hmm. and uh not just get into industry but have um some sort of, of legitimate experience mm-hmm. um because I could go back to Greenfield and work at the town newspaper there, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't learn a fucking thing. I worked at KSIB, and I, I learned nothing. And, <laughs> and the reason for that mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was really nothing that they did. It was the fact that um, I was there as an intern, mm-hmm. and my job was to create stories, mm-hmm. uh, uh, turn them into MP3 news stories, and then the actual news director pushes a button, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, uh, old time country dance going on this Friday at the Grand River Multipurpose Center. Austin Buckner has more. Homeboy hits the button. My voice mm-hmm. plays for two minutes. Yep. That's what my that's what I was supposed to do. I was never alive on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy dies of a heart attack at age thirty, and then I'm brought in the next day wow. to do the news. That was that was how I became the news director. Of that Learn radio on the station. fly. Yeah. Um, wow. And then it was such a small radio station that everyone else had their own little job and no one ever had time to teach me anything. Mm-hmm. So the seven months I was there, I never got any better at anything mm-hmm. because I was told right off the bat, yeah, you're doing a great job. So if that mm-hmm. is pleasing my boss, there's Why no reason to change what's uh, what's not broken. Mm-hmm. Um, no reason to fix what's not broken. So I never got any better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can, I can get a job in journalism, mm-hmm. in air quotes, um, but is it is it giving me the experience in journalism that you guys want, want. At, at, mm-hmm. a, at a more legitimate, larger uh, news entity? And for the first time, I, I think uh, I'm actually getting real world journalism experience mm-hmm. at the CT. Mm-hmm. I'm covering meetings. I'm, I'm doing photo, page layout, mm-hmm. all this stuff to, to where mm-hmm. if I ever wanted to or needed to go to a different uh, newspaper. Uh, I, I feel like I would finally have the experience. And print mm-hmm. journalism is what I want to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never really wanted to be in broadcast news. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the simple fact that my, my stories, even even city council stories, um, which can be rather boring, uh, are... <laughs> Those are so much fun. Some of the most detailed stories. I mean, mm-hmm. I try to put as much detail as possible. And, and when, you mm-hmm. have, uh, when you're working on time, mm-hmm. uh, 30 to 45 seconds... It is the it is just the headline. Yep. It, it is just, and you can't really get into it. And the nice thing about the CT that I love is that um, we have both local news and then stuff that comes from AP Wire. Mm-hmm. But the uh, AP Wire stuff will never ever uh, take precedence over the local news. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to write a two page story about last night's city council meeting, mm-hmm. I will have those two pages waiting for me the mm-hmm. next morning. Yep. Um, that's the thing I really like about the CT is that. Um, 
whatever I write is more important than whatever the AP writes. And mm-hmm. I, I've always uh, appreciated that, that um, my my stories and, and my news content was uh, was more respected uh, in inside Chillicothe than, than any other uh, story we might pull from from any other anywhere else and mm-hmm. and the fact that people still read the newspaper in Chillicothe mm-hmm. and um, you know when they when they see you or, or whatever or, w- or when you wrote a story about them um, that they come back and they see you in the community and they thank you mm-hmm. for that uh, that opportunity to sit down and have their their story told mm-hmm. um, there's there's really nothing better than that mm-hmm. and I think that's why I'm still still in journalism because it sure as hell ain't the money um <laughs> but uh getting the opportunity to have someone tell you that you you did a great job on a story yeah. uh, there's obvi- there's honestly no better feeling in the world than than that so but then there's that opposite side of the coin where the entrance point for our jobs are so low now mm-hmm. because of the advent of technology oh you're right anyone mm-hmm. can be a blogger anyone can be a photographer now what mm-hmm. pisses me off is I went to school for four years and I dedicated those four years to learning my craft and perfecting it and being real great and doing all this. There is a girl who I know went to less than half a semester at the University of, not University of Colorado, but um, the Art Institute of Colorado in Denver for photography for, <laughs> half, University. for, for half a semester, not even half a semester. A paper in Hastings hired her on, no experience, no journalism experience at all, because she knew somebody. And they're like, oh, she takes all right photos. Mm. That's all it is. And me trying, me, no, 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 I'm like, not that's all it is, but Mm. like, they're taking, she's taking away a job that I potentially could have had Mm. because they're taking a chance on her when she has no experience where I have all this experience, but I'm not getting anywhere. And it also, because there's such a low entrance point for what I'm trying to do as well with studio photography, mm-hmm. because any soccer mom who lives in the suburbs can go buy a Canon Rebel, sh- uh, shoot <laughs> on automatic, and then take pictures of her friend's babies and say they're good. I, going back to your point about knowing somebody, I honestly, I can't say shit uh, about... Really, I can't either. So. About knowing somebody, because I've been on the winning end of, of knowing somebody um, for every job I've ever had, I've, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never ever got a job based on my my skills uh, as a journalist or any anywhere else. I I don't know about that. I mean, at the CT, they were Rod was Rod was impressed with some of your ideas. I, you. I do know that. I do know that for a fact. But uh, well, the way I look at it anyway is that uh, my first job ever was at Sunshine Daycare mm-hmm. because I got a job there because I went to Sunshine Daycare mm-hmm. and my grandfather sat on the board. <laughs> um. Then I worked at Subway, mm-hmm. and I, I got that job at Eating Subway fresh. because all of my friends worked at Subway. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone that was in Drumline worked at Subway. So we all just fucked around together and made shitty sandwiches um, <laughs> and opened up these black containers of Satan's asshole. Uh, mm. I'm sorry. Subway's <laughs> god-awful. I still eat there because why not? I like Subway. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, then I worked at Pizza Hut my fr- freshman year. Remember mm-hmm. that? College, freshman year of college. I it was like two months, maybe maybe a little bit. I remember Darren working there. Do you know more. why I fucked it? I worked at uh, Pizza Hut because no. I fucked up and I spent eight hundred dollars of retail check in a week. Whoa. Yep. Okay. So anyway, I got that job because I knew somebody there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but then going going back, um. Uh, like skipping forward, I got the job at, uh, I got the internship 
that turned into a job at KSIB because I knew the news director there at the time mm-hmm. and, and one of the reporters. Um, I got the job at Nelnet, the call center in Lincoln, mm-hmm. Nebraska, because I made music with Chris Gorman. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I felt I, – I, I know and he's told me that – he was very impressed with some of my ideas, and, and mm-hmm. Kathy was as well. But mm-hmm. I think the 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 majority of the reason that I actually got hired was because I, I knew you. I, I I mean I I don't know if I'd say that because I don't know why the hell they would take my advice on that sort of thing. But they they were legitimately impressed, and I was impressed with the stuff you came with. You know because Kathy was you know talking about it after the interview, and that's that's saying quite a bit because she doesn't tend to do that kind of thing. Well, yeah, so. and I I, I hope that. Uh, because I did say a lot of things, and I did mm-hmm. uh, suck my own dick quite hard in that interview. Uh, so I really <laughs> it hope, happens. So I really hope that um, some of the ideas that I said I, I would and and could mm-hmm. bring to the CT uh, have been implemented somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have noticed changes in that, really positive changes, and stuff that actually we and Moberly have been taking great notice of, yes. and are actually thinking of implementing. I know that. Um, even this week, were, were you the one that had uh, something to do with uh, putting the Twitter handles underneath people's names and stuff like that? Yeah, is that you? That's me. Um, uh, uh, Tina, actually, um, I, I've been on vacation this week, and um, she's been sending me copies of the layout, pictures of the layout, and stuff. I've been posting them on Twitter and stuff. And by you know, by the way, kudos to her because they look fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She's doing a very good job with that. And lay- layout was never my strong point. It was something. Oh, where mine either. I was brought in, and I was like. This is what I know how to do. Okay, let's do it. Yep. There is uh, – <laughs> I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that um, – even if you get the most basic DSLR camera, mm-hmm. um, Canon is my my uh, my preference because <laughs> it's her preference. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do with a camera if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Personally, I don't. So I just – if it's outside, I just put it on fully automatic mm-hmm. and then I just start shooting. <laughs> um, Amen. Yeah. Boom. And so, uh, but there's a lot of things. I mean, it's so funny because she's Kat, glaring at us. Over no, no, here. no. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't fault you guys because I mean, you know what you know, and yeah. I mean, Austin can definitely use some teaching. But, <laughs> but uh, let's just hold the like the, the crash photography course like after this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that I get these weird looks from uh, like my editor, and she's like, "I don't know how you're doing it." But we've got over three thousand fans on Facebook, and I'm like, "Well, okay." Um, we post we like anytime there's a, a small space in the newspaper layout. Mm-hmm. It's always like check us out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's always that um, I've tried to put like our our thing is four things on Facebook a day, two on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's the, like the gatehouse media yeah. guidelines. I try to put way more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to on the weekends when it's my weekends. I don't just put the stories that are here. I put like yeah, hey, it's celebrity birthdays. It's it's stuff. I've that, noticed that. I actually that, find that very interesting. It's the stuff that people. It's not really newsworthy, but it's stuff that people care about yeah. or, or like really stupid, awkward holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff that really doesn't matter, but people mm-hmm. care about. Sure. And, and you'll get 800 likes on it because, mm-hmm. you know. Um, more video content. You guys get more 800 likes? No, that was just an exaggeration. <laughs> Whoa! He's lying again. When uh, uh, the assistant fire chief, Joe Dart, passed oh, away. Which I was so uh, sorry to hear about yeah, that. He was a good buddy. There was uh, – Kathy made a video, and it, mm-hmm. it probably did get like 250 shares. Wow. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, I think putting, changing it up and instead of the work email that no one emails, mm-hmm. uh, why not put the Twitter handle? Yeah. Oh there? no, that's, I or, mean, or different yeah. things and try it out. I think, and I don't want to take all the credit in the world for it, but I, in the last six months, um, 
I think we, we've, I think we've gained more fans, mm-hmm. Facebook fans, uh, in the last six months than we have in any other six month period. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take complete credit for that, but I think, uh, you uh, should take a damn lot of credit yeah, for it. Because I, social you, media has always been kind of my thing, so. And you've done a hell of a job with it. I, kudos, dude. Thank you. Really big kudos Thank on you. that, because that's something that, we're trying to work on here, and you've you've, pr- you've even promoted us a little bit. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I did appreciate that. I saw that one time as well. Yeah, so, of course, yeah, we're all under the same banner. I don't know why we don't have a Christmas party together. But uh, oh my god, that'd be so awesome! Right? We totally need to do that. <laughs> It'd be T- tell Andrea she can pay for it. Right? Yeah, Andrea Graves. Yeah, she's one of my favorite people. My <laughs> so my awesome. adopted mother. I adopted she, her. She as really my is mother. quite motherly. She really is. Yeah, Connie Jones is she? Is she motherly? She is my grandmother. She's awesome. She, I, she knew – okay, see, the, this is why I was saying that I, I can't really say anything about the, you know, knowing people. Her and my, my grandma have been really good friends for a long time. Sure, sure. each other. And my mom, um, she's related to the Fairchilds who are big in Chillicothe and also big in the Hamilton area. Yeah. My mom's originally from the Hamilton area mm-hmm. and so, you know, kind of went to school with some of their people. And, and they, they know the family. My mom's from the Chadwick family who's big there. Fairchilds are big there, so they know each other. So that was – sidebar, boom. All right. No, that's fine. I don't know where we were going. Screw you two, because I've never gotten a job from knowing anybody. <laughs> no so, more people, Carrie. So fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, no more people. Smile at more people, Carrie. <laughs> I do. I make pi- people smile for a living. You just got to... That's true. Touche. Three shave, and I'll give you a three shave. By there feeding them and by taking their picture. While you're feeding them? Yes. Cake smashes. Yeah, so much fun. So much fun. Cake smashes. No, um, what was I gonna say? Oh no, I always think it's funny when I see your family out because they're the ones that recognize me the most. Yep, and I um, remember they always they tell me every single time too. That, yeah, like dude, we saw Austin. <laughs> I saw Austin on the highway. I waved at him. He was an asshole. And didn't wave back at me. We're sorry. <laughs> the, the thing I love is that Austin doesn't pay attention when we drive. <laughs> we sorry in, guys. We live in a town of like less a safe than, driver. We live in a town of like less than ten thousand, mm-hmm. and so I think it's funny that they tell you every time they they see me because it's probably mm-hmm. quite often. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> but no, I think it's funny because, like, I met you when I was 18. Yeah. I you were still... Right. I'd, I'd have been 17. 17 at the time? Yeah, I'm, I'm younger. And uh, so I would have met, like, uh, I would have met Sarah when she was itty-bitty. Oh, yeah. And uh, now they're in high school. And Oh, my God. Uh, it's, now it seems like it's gone so fast, right, No, though, right? and your sister, like, uh... uh Didn't your Megan, sister graduate with me? Is it... She, she might. Yeah, 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 I think she yeah, was. The same yeah. day, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, so, like, I didn't know her, but, like, yeah, we graduated the same ceremony. Apartment. Yeah, she was... She's 21, I think. Yeah. Just turned 21 this year, so... I took a shower at her apartment. Yes, you did. Yep. Yes, I, I recall no, that. No, but it's fact. funny, because, like, I, I met you when I was 18. Megan's yep. now graduated from college. Sarah's Sarah a, senior a senior in high school. In high school. Sarah is so. a goddamn senior. The girl who talked about moon pies is a senior in high school. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Oh, that was a great conversation. Uh, what? Moon pies. Like the dessert? Yeah. They both taste good and bad at the same time. I guess I've never had a moon pie. I actually hadn't for a long time. I, I think it was until after we had that conversation. Though. Yeah, I've never I had a I think I've had either. one I've had The chocolate wait, wait, milk I've never you, had one. Like the, yeah, we had those in college, didn't a we? A lot. Like, you two, it's just like really watery chocolate milk yeah. is what it always I reminded me of. I've never had one. I feel like there was a show when we were little that talked about you a lot. Was it Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold! There know. was a show that had Yoohoo in it. Maybe? It had Stoops. It had Stoop Kid in it. But I don't think he was Yoohoo. Yeah. Stoop Kid never left his Stoop. That's why he was Stoop Kid. You know what's know. funny, though, is I went back and I watched okay, that, uh, Hey Arnold in uh, in order. Like, the episode's in order. Nice. On Netflix? Yeah. That's badass. Stoop Kid is the second episode. Really? 
What? So, yeah. No. Here, in my mind, going back, like, as, yeah, at like a 22-year-old, yeah. I was looking back at Hey Arnold like, okay, they had built Stoop Kid's character up, mm-hmm. and he never left his stoop. No, it was in the second fucking episode ever that that's he left the goddamn it, stoop. because when we were watching them, they were all out of order. It was mm-hmm. whatever Nickelodeon decided to play that day. And so we thought Stoop Kid was, like, toward the we, end. We were yeah. always home at Stoop Kid time. Yeah, yeah, and it was always like, oh, Stoop Kid's leaving his stoop. This is so no, monumental. That, that was the, I mean, that yeah. was the that was episode the thing. he was in, though? That was the thing. That was the first episode he was in. Oh really? Yeah, first I watched only? It. Yeah, I watched. I, it was his first. I don't know if it was his only, but it was his first episode. Was the one where he left his stoop. I mean, why? Why? What is it that that would have been? I mean, is it just that that was the one that we were always playing, or is that just something that stuck because it wasn't something we were familiar with? The, the one that I always saw was when um, they were in the banana and the banana the, outfit. The, yeah, the uh, banana yeah. outfits. Yeah. Yep, were fruits. Were fruits. <laughs> I did. I remember Monkey Man. I remember the Monkey Man. Oh my god! Is that the one, one where they're in the fruits where they they get on the bus or and Bird they Man. don't get off the bus? Bird. Yeah, and they go like to like a thrift store and because they find this this um bag of money because mm-hmm. oh yeah the What's drug the- dealers like think they're someone else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not oh. necessarily drug dealers, but you knew what was going uh, on. Cartoons were so great back in the day. My friend Pete Pete Sanctions. Yeah, uh, he lived in Brooklyn for a while. And he said that Hey Arnold is like the most accurate depiction of Brooklyn nice. in any TV show. Well, weren't any the movie. writers like the yeah. creators and writers from Brooklyn, and they Here's based it off problem, their neighborhood? Is that Brooklyn's supposed to be like this? Like if you listen to hip hop, Brooklyn is hard. Brooklyn they've is, got the nets. Yeah, Brooklyn is uh, is a hard place to to grow up. Have you seen Arnold's bedroom? Doesn't look like that difficult. Yeah, he had to wake up at like 6 a.m. every day. I've never been more jealous of anyone's bedroom. That's an amazing The alien wallpaper? Yeah, man. Loved it. Living in a boarding house with your grandparents and like a bunch of weird old people? That's true. Yeah. We're at a, uh, an hour and 47 minutes. You guys want to wrap this up? You want to keep going? I don't it's up, know. It's up to you. I mean, Whatever you want to do. All right, we'll keep going. Drew and I also have to talk about him going to Chief Stadium and getting to walk through the tunnel and being on the the um, field. And I have to talk about getting tackled by a D2 hey, football player. Hey, hey, if it makes you feel... Oh, we were going to talk about getting arrested, weren't we? Or was that going to be oh, off camera? Oh, yeah. No, I mean... Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I I almost got arrested too one time. Did we did we talk about it on the other podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's an episode of the podcast that has. Okay, here's an abridged version. Okay, Austin and I were in New York City for a conference. We were staying a day extra because someone told us the wrong information, so we booked different tickets. A professor had a nightstick, like a collapsible nightstick, and he handed it to me, saying, "Here, just in case, give it back to me, and you when you get back." He had gotten into New York in his carry-on. I put it in my carry-on, totally forgot about it mm-hmm. because we were at the airport at like 5 in the morning. My ba- my purse goes through the yeah, security. Yeah, it wasn't in your carry-on. It was in your purse. That it was my carry-on. I had a backpack and then you're allowed two carry-ons. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. So it was in my purse, carry-on, whatever. Mm-hmm. My purse goes through security. They stop it. They say, ma'am, is this yours? It's illegal to have a nightstick unless you're a cop in the state of New York. We got to arrest you. So I got arrested at the airport at like six in the morning. Oh, shit. Um, I rattle off my dad's phone number to Austin mm-hmm. and say, here, call my dad. He'll know what to do. I get taken mm-hmm. to airport jail. And then like four hours later, I get taken to main booking in Queens. And I have to stay the night in jail Damn. next to baby prostitutes. And how, how is that, by the way? I've always wondered, how is it? What is it like to sit next to people like that in prison? It's scary, and I cried a lot, and people knew I was not from there. Gotcha. People knew. 
like just by the way I dressed and the way I act and the mm-hmm. way I talked, like I'm sure because I'm sure I have a Midwest accent to them, but just the way I was dressed, they knew I wasn't from there. Your cries were very Midwestern. No. What? No, no, no. <laughs> like I was wearing like a cardigan and a V-neck and a oh, sweater gotcha. and skinny jeans and Converse. Gotcha. This was, uh, it would have been very easy to find where she was at or where mm-hmm. she was going. Um, if I would have had the Samsung Galaxy S3 that I have now. <laughs> However, he's working with a little brick phone. Yes, gotcha. Uh, I, I was uh, I was working with a Drew Van Dyke special. Yes, which and, uh, I just did upgrade recently, and yeah. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And uh, it was awful. <laughs> Told me how to get here though, so it was okay. I spent uh, spent a thousand dollars in two days, Holy in a day and a half. Shit. Not all of his money though. Yeah. $500 of mine, $500 of Will Murphy's, who was the guy that gave her the nightstick. Wow. But yeah, so I have to spend the night in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tell me to go home. I just keep clean. You're mm-hmm. fine. This won't go on your record. We go home because Delta refunds our tickets, sure. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. When everybody's talked shit on Delta. I've never had a bad experience with them. Home. Delta got me home. I've, both of us have never been so excited to see to see Kansas City, <laughs> and I've but, never been excited to see Kansas City since. But yeah, like <laughs> it was it was bad. I'll I can give you a longer story later. Mm-hmm. But Carrie got arrested, nice. so a bridge version of mine. I tried to cross police tape taking pictures for the newspaper of a house burning down. Um, and True. they didn't like that. Rookie and then, mistake. This is a story uh, that right? gets brought up a lot with you and Atina on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, she does. She does tend to rub this one in a lot. Atina, 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 <laughs> and uh, isn't that one of the names of one of the mermaid sisters in in I Little don't Mermaid? Know. When you look that up, Atina? If that's the case. That and sounds she has like red one of hair. Them. Oh my god. Well, because Ariel's sister all had like a sounding names or like oh like vowel starting names. Oh snap. So we might have to look that up later. Yes. That would have been a fun name. That would be... Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> but no, I, I tried to claw across a police Don't tape. To my credit, the police tape was stretched between two... Fa- well, okay, I did go underneath the police tape. Never mind. Did I, you not I ask? Did. Like, you were I, like, hey, can I come well, under? See... Like, I'm a reporter. Here's the thing. In the abridged version, I was going to make myself sound like a nice person, but I really wasn't that day. <laughs> um, did you have a bad day? I did after that. Um, <laughs> uh, taking one down, yes. Sing a sad song. Just, Just turn it around. around. Said you don't. Okay, back to my story. I love sorry. you guys. Um, I love you guys. Um, Shanks, darling. So, um, no, okay, so I got there, and it was the sheriff's department who was working it. Because um, it was in a small town. They don't actually have a police department. The sheriff was working it. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm... I, I consider myself good friends with the sheriff. Uh, we we get along, have his cell number, and so he communicates with us. Was this well. in Moberly or in Chukathi? Um, it this was Moberly area. Okay. It was uh, it was in Higby, which is outside of Moberly, gotcha. which is the place we cover. Um, and I got there, um, and I really wanted this picture. Really wanted the picture. Um, there's a big tree, big tree in the way of all of this stuff. And if I would have gone just under the police tape, just, just a couple feet, just a couple feet, there was a nice clearing. If I'd have ducked down, you can see the house. Full view of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the police tape was stretched between two um, two telephone wires. Not two telephone wires, two telephone poles. Poles, okay. And that was it. There was nothing on the other side, you know, the other sides of it or anything. Um, so technically speaking, if I would have just walked around it, I would have not have been walking in the police taped area. Um, but I wasn't thinking like that. <laughs> um, I, I went over and I kind of went to the other side of it. Um, went to start taking pictures and one of the deputies came over and said... Um, 
excuse me, sir, you, you can't be taking pictures here. Um, you, you can't take pictures here. Step behind the line. I said, well, I can't see the house now. I can't take pictures of the house if I can't see the house. Um, and he was like, well, we'll, we'll see if we can get this checked out. I decided that was going to take a little too long and the house might be burned down by then. So I may have said a few choice words um, as he was walking away. Uh, ran across the police tape, took my picture, and then had townsfolk yelling at me the whole time. Um, oh, basically, basically, basically a, a mob started um, started coming after me while I was doing that. Somebody yelled, hey, stop. I thought it was one of the townsfolk. It turns out it was a, it was a deputy. Um, I heard, hey, stop. Uh, fight or flight kicked in. I said, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. I start running the other direction. It was a deputy who said that. I am being chased down by three or four deputies who, um, you know, there were lots of them there. Did you, like, explain who you were in the first place? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Um, I did, and I I'd started running, and they all started chasing me. And the, the initial dude, who was was a heftier, small gentleman. Um, like an Austin Buckner? He was rounder than you hmm. and more Caucasian. Okay. Sure. <laughs> People listening to this are like, who is this fucking asshole? Behold a pale horse. <laughs> pale horse, pale rider. Yes. But, um, no, so I, uh, so I'm running here and this, this dude's got a great angle on me because he's coming like sidewinder. I'm like just beelining for my car there. You weren't even zigzagging. I, 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 I wasn't not even zigzagging. I was thinking I can get to my car. Once I get in there, they'll probably surround me. He's like cornerbacking you. I, I, he's, he's coming at me with, you know, with Irk Burry safety cornerback <laughs> style. That guy's afraid of horses though. I you saw that. That's I a heard great that. Video. I saw it on BuzzFeed. Fantastic. That's a weird fear. But yeah, yeah, especially for somebody who plays a team called the Broncos every year. <laughs> yeah, twice. is he just like gonna huddle in a corner? Well, like... the, the the Chiefs have like a horse that comes out. Yeah, when they I, do the dance. Yeah, I didn't and, know that. Until yeah, Warpaint. Until I read the BuzzFeed article. Oh, it's fantastic. They have a video of it on on NFL.com. You guys should check that out sometime. Um, but no, he was he was making a beeline for me. I see he's coming at me, so I I just stop dead and go. I'm I'm good. I'm not doing anything. I'm not gonna do anything. Don't don't barrel me over. And he comes over. You know they you know get a hold of me. These cops surround me. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I was like I'm taking pictures. I was like I'm a member of the media. I have a right to be here. And they're like you don't have a right to be behind police tape when there's a crime going on. Back of my head, they hadn't confirmed to me it was a crime scene was yet. Arson? So I was like, it was arson. Turns turned out. out to be arson. Turned out to be arson. We had an idea it was arson, but nobody had confirmed it yet. So technically speaking, by Black me getting arrested, yeah, right. So, um, so back in my head, I'm thinking, oh, well, it was an arson. Okay, there, this is a crime scene that I'm looking at now. I can do my questions in a different angle here. Um, uh, long story short, they cuff my ass, put me in the front of a police car. Um, they take, put take in the my, front. Yeah, they did. They, they See, I didn't even get to be put in the front. No, they they, they put her in the trunk. Night nice. in the trunk. Uh, I'm tiny. Like like. Trunk, trunk, or backseat no, trunk? I was giving. Oh man, the, the trunk would have been awesome. I'm right? flying again. Hey, better hey, story. Hey, it was a better story, Sean Johnson. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, you're so they're gonna live that down. Hey, it's okay. Seanzy, you're gonna be Seanzy from Boy Meets World. If we got married, she could have been Sean X. Sean, oh my God, yes. Sean, oh, Sean yes. Buckner. There is a Shane Buckner. <laughs> that is true. He's not quite as pretty. <laughs> He's a pretty pretty man. 
But, but uh, yeah, so you got yeah, so they, pseudo-arrested. I got I got pseudo-arrested. They put me in the front of the police car, took my camera from me to see what I've been taking pictures of. Yeah, yeah they took my camera, they which, which I was that. like, that's kind of what I was thinking. They can't do that. You could have... Yeah called them out on that one because they're not allowed to do that just like if you're taking Mm -hmm. pictures in walmart walmart Mm -hmm. can't confiscate your camera true well because it's a public place you're taking pictures in Mm -hmm. a public place i mean um especially if you were if you were if you were standing on public property they can't do that well i i was on a sidewalk public property public property true sidewalk and street might have stepped in a yard i don't recall if I stepped in a yard, See, that's that's, that's where you're tricky. That's, that's where yeah. you're in private that's property. That's really weird, uh-huh. because Which is the deal, yeah. That's why my grandfather uh, explained it to me, too, is that, like, the sidewalk that runs through our yard <laughs> is, uh, it, we have a sidewalk, and then, like, our yard is ours, the sidewalk is not, and the yard by the curb is ours. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, nice. So, yeah. I, I could walk past the, the, uh, he he explained it to me in in terms that the same way that a journalism professor yeah. explained it to me. See, and, and, and this, much this was later. something I I didn't take. I I was, an, take English, I was, I was, I was an English major. Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I actually did not so, take journalism classes, so I didn't know that. He explained so. it to me years before it was explained mm-hmm. to me in college that if I walk naked past the large bay window in my living room, yes. um, that there I can't do anything about it if those pictures show up on the internet if they are standing on the sidewalk because. Because they use a telephoto lens, and then it's all <laughs> over with. Touche. But <laughs> yeah, I um, so <laughs> to end up our marvelous story, um, because you guys probably want to talk about something else. Um, I was in the front of the police car. They looked at my pictures, brought it back up front. Um, the guy came up there, and he's like, "Give me, give me those handcuffs. Get those off you." So you know, uncuffed me, and he's like. I could get you for resisting arrest since you ran away from us. I was like, uh, you could? Okay, all right. Did so. you explain to him that you didn't think it was him shouting yeah, at yes, you? Yes, yes. I, I mean, I, I explained myself, and, and uh, he said, well, he said, Still. he said, I'm going to let you go this time. He said, if this happens again, we will not be negotiating. I will take you to jail. You will go <laughs> sit in a cell. So then they drove me all of 10 feet across the crime scene, put me in the initial place where I was standing, and said, you can take pictures here. I was like, really? <laughs> I was see, like, all of this trouble. See, just me being like a natural photographer, like mm-hmm. I've covered a fire before yeah. and like I asked where yeah. I could stand there. Like, all right, don't come mm-hmm. this close. Yeah. You can, you have free reign over here. Mm-hmm. But I, like you already have like the Robert De Niro taxi haircut going on. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know why you didn't go like, are you talking to me? Like you just didn't like go all like pseudo bad guy on him. Like just stand, so just stand there and be like, are you talking to they me? They probably would have tased me, bro. Straight to the forehead. <laughs> yeah, straight to the forehead. Like your EpiPen. <laughs> they would have EpiPen me in the forehead. Oh, Jesus. And with been, that, it would have been like <laughs> Alan in the hangover. Just like, <laughs> I haven't seen the third one yet. Has anybody seen the third one? Yeah. Yet? I, I really, really like the care. first one. So. I, I, I liked the first one. The second one's, I mean, the same movie. Yeah. But. All right. With that, we are at the two hour mark. So we got to shut this down, or I'm not going to have enough space in the episode to oh, post the whole thing. Fine. So oh, we'll why do we get have together to close it with us again? <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I concur. for Austin Uncensored, I am Austin Buckner. Carrie Colts. Drew Vandek. If you like what you heard, please check us out on Austin uncensored.tumblr.com facebook.com slash austin uncensored and twitter.com at austin podcast thanks